yeah, we're we're talking here about episode two, the Rogue Prince of House of the Dragon, and of course, joining me is the wonderful Ashea of History of Westeros. Hi, everyone. It's been quite a while since I guessed it on anything, but I'm very happy to be here to give my opinion on an episode that I just finished watching, which is always interesting because I feel like things change oh, as yeah. things like crystallize in your mind. But there was nothing particularly controversial that I hadn't had time to already think about. So no, they I really. I think that's. I think it's a really good point that the controversy from this episode is way down. Like down to the floor from where they started off with they really started off with a bang in the last one like i, I told the story on twitter that my mom tried watching the first episode and couldn't get through oh. the the scenes with damon and i oh. i was watching this one i'm like i think she could probably watch the whole thing if she skipped like the first 10 seconds like pretty much yeah yeah it wasn't yeah i mean yeah, the first 10 seconds and like the last maybe with the, i don't know that guy's pretty creepy but i guess it wasn't <laughs> that gruesome at the end but yeah the stepstone stuff that was about bit. it, and, I, and like even the maggot scene wasn't that bad. Nobody, nobody was humping each other and failing to finish or anything like that. There was no crazy brothel scenes with that one guy that stopped mid-stroke to listen to Damon. <laughs> that didn't happen. It was, uh, it was mostly just politics. People, yes, you know, it's just a lot of people talking. That's what this one was. They really, really toned it down, and there will be no uh, internet-wide controversies this week. I think. Actually, no. I, I mean, I I don't know about that. I think the Coralise <laughs> Rainey stuff with Lena, like that's gonna oh, be yeah, discoursed by he to Helen back, and it should be. I mean, like it deserves that type of conversation because it is a complex thing. I, I think they handled it well, though. Like mm. I, I didn't know how Coralise and Rainey's would come off in pushing their twelve-year-old daughter to marry this like fifty-year-old man, and it didn't come off as terrible as I were. Like, like I think they showed in the sh in the show that they're aware that this is terrible, which goes and yet they way. are still doing it. Otto yeah. somehow manages to come off worse. <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing even though they're doing we talked about this on your uh your stream yesterday it was like man there is not a lot of difference between what they're doing and actually if you wanted to it's kind of funny the way they structured it so Otto is framed as obviously the bad guy and you're you're supposed to see the Valarians as sort of the the gooder guys I guess in this scenario but it's yeah. Corlys and Rainey's that are offering the younger child <laughs> It's like they just kind of balance those off where the it somehow got worse, even though you like them better. Yes, basically. And that is actually I watched this with I have a, an unsullied uh, room. My roommate's girlfriend is unsullied. And so she watches with us and I have enjoyed getting her perspective on it, as you can imagine. And she as they showed Lena then they cut to like Alicent, right? Mm -hmm. And she goes, oh, this doesn't look as bad when you compare it to her. <laughs> like she just said that out loud. I was like, yes, that's exactly like you, you You look at her next to Viserys and it does not look nearly as ludicrous. I think it's still pretty bad. It's still bad, but I still think the contrast of cutting from tiny little Lena to what looks like a more grown woman, <laughs> you, you, it really like helps to make it not feel as gross. Even though it is gross, but I think it does help to do that for the audience. The shades of gray I wanted from Game of Thrones was not what is the acceptable age of a child bride. I'm okay without <laughs> examining that as a shade of gray. <laughs> like I, I'm okay just saying all bad. It's all bad. Neither no he's coming off good in this scenario. Everybody sucks. Yeah. Pretty much. Although no, I, yeah, pretty much. He was quite roguish in this one. He was basically shitposting, which I thought was pretty amazing. 
like that letter <laughs> it's like he's just trolling <laughs> he's yeah. like he drew a middle finger and sent it to Viserys. That's basically all that was. That was kind of crazy. <laughs> I like how they did that a lot, too, because I thought he was telling the truth. Oh, yeah, he was he in really the books, was... right? Yeah, yeah, well, they, it, it says that, but we can't really take anything that it says in the book as being the truth, and this speaks to that, I suppose. Oh, I'm very low volume. Whoops. Um... Turn myself up. I saw that in the chat. Sorry, y'all. Uh, let me see if I can turn that up. Turn it could on be on up. my end too. Okay, how's that? Yeah, let me talk and see how that is for y'all Just keep talking now. about books, Ashay. Okay. Just keep talking about them. <laughs> uh, but no, sorry, distracted by the chat. But uh, And I'll give a shout out to my Mazaria shirt that I'm wearing. Lady oh, Misery, hello. Uh, on brand for um, this Mazaria episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a lot of changes they had about Mazaria. Um... Pretty much everything you knew about her was just thrown out the window in one scene. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. They're just like, no, they were just wrong about this woman. <laughs> <laughs> everybody everybody was just wrong. She never got pregnant. She doesn't actually think that much of Damon. I thought that part was funny. She's like, I don't actually like you. Like, I, you were just like giving me freedom and stuff like that. And that's what I really care about. <laughs> Yeah, I really liked that they had her, they, they addressed the fact that she just has decided never to have children and has had, I guess, the medieval um, version of her tubes tied, uh, basically. <laughs> Whatever magical type of thing she took, abortacent, you know. That's true. Con con I mean, considering how we just saw them doing a cesarean section, I am sure it was un not cool, whatever they did <laughs> to her. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Probably her ensuring that she could never get pregnant was not a pleasant thing, potentially very 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 unpleasant um also that she's had been bought and sold a bunch of times so i guess they're really leaning into the free cities part of her i thought she would have been mostly from king's landing i guess not i guess uh i guess they're yeah. really going to lean into the idea that she's been bought at the slave market and actually there she's from list so that would make sense i guess yeah yeah that's where she's most from but i guess like any person who's moved around a lot she's not like truly from there like she said she doesn't know where her homeland is is basically what she said she does not know what race of people she mm. comes from is what i is what i took from that um, it's very melisandre yeah yeah uh, it was <laughs> absolutely who knows maybe she's a fire priestess too and she's also going to start uh -huh. shooting out shadow babies i can't i can't have babies but i can't have shadow babies just start shooting them at crag ass uh, crab feeder uh, do crabs do that do crabs just eat people i don't know do they uh, I'm not, like is that a thing i don't i didn't know that crabs did that if there was a like a dying person that they might eat them I guess, like, <laughs> they just, like, walk up and just take nipples or everything, like... Does he have, like, <laughs> barrels of crabs that he, like, brings out to, like, release yeah. the crabs? Yeah, why you are know? you pirating there if you have that many crabs? Start catching them. Start selling them. You got a business. <laughs> it's like, uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, except for crag-ass crab feeders crabs. I'd buy it. Yeah, yes, that would be a better, uh, profession for him. <laughs> More Not respectable. Great. I think uh, we should probably go back to the beginning of the episode. And what did you think of the new intro? I have to say I'm underwhelmed. I think it looks cool, but I don't think it has quite as much. 
significance or quite as much uh it doesn't doesn't do as much legwork in terms of setting the the scene for the series like it doesn't really help orient the audience if you know what i mean like how the original one did with showing the different locations so. like literally zero like yeah yeah you, i it's watched just kind it of confusing I, was, I, I honestly i mean me and you are probably pretty high up there in terms of like the percentile of people that know things about game of thrones and song of ice and fire it took me like four times to go through it like what the hell is this even supposed to be yeah, looked... you see like the symbol for like rhaenyra's little necklace there oh like, is that what symbols, that was okay that, one of the symbols that you see and i'm sure there's lots of other easter eggs in it and we'll get to dig into them once we can like go through and screenshot it and all that i'm sure oh, there's them. lots of cool easter eggs but you watch the original game of thrones intro and it just instantly a casual audience member's like oh that's winterfell that's king like i feel like mm -hmm. it really helped the audience and this i don't think helps the audience really much at all it's just cool i think i think the entire way through if somebody hadn't if this was their first time watching house of the dragon i think they would watch that intro and be like i don't even know what show this is for what is this supposed yeah. to be it's just like yeah. it's that scene yeah. for, i said it was uh from blade do you do you remember that movie yeah yeah the, the scene with lamagra scene where the, like the blood's mm -hmm. dripping out of him and it comes yeah. down the temple and it makes him to the blood god it's it was that that's yeah. what it was. I was like, yeah, you know, it's like what? the the, the blood. It's the bloodlines. It's the river of blood. Like there's, I there's, I get what they're going for. I just don't think that it was super successful in terms of, uh, again, it's grounding the audience and no being something to help. Yeah, no orientation. But it's that's fine. I the music was good. I know some people wanted new music. I think it makes sense that they stuck with the old one. I could have. I think it would have been nice if they did their own spin on the original music like just slightly change it i don't know i think if they had not made a, such a confusing intro i think they could have changed the music but i think they had to keep the music because otherwise nobody would have any idea what they're seeing it's the yeah. only thing that connects it back to the original show like they they did the actually i'm gonna pull this up on my desktop i have these uh screenshots hang on a second oh, great i did this beforehand One second. of course uh Why is it opening up Photoshop? That is not <laughs> what I meant to do. File. I don't even know what this new picture yeah. on Photoshop is. <laughs> but yes, the intro is the model of the Valyrian city. It's just that, well, how significant is the is Valyria really to House of the Dragon? Only a little bit, I yeah. think. So yeah, it, it's cool that it's the model of Valyrian of the Valyrian city, but that is you know some people are gonna love it i i like i and to be clear i don't feel strongly about it i'm just like eh, meh disappointed <laughs> well, it was especially after they like tried to hide it for so long like uh it was like oh there's this yeah. new thing coming in it's no they didn't show it at the premieres and this is kind of like all right okay well i'm gonna need an explainer to figure out what this is yeah um, it's like we're the ones that have to make the explainer no i'm looking forward to looking at each of the symbols because i do think there'll be great significance in it and I, we were able to pick out, again, we saw the crown and you see Rhaenyra's three ring, like Valyrian steel necklace that Damon gave her. So there's already some that jumped out and there'll be more. So that'll be fun to dig into. Yeah. Hang on. Let me see if I can actually do this correctly. If you could actually find the image that you prepared. No, I have the image. I'm just trying to get it to show up on the screen. Mm. Uh. Okay. So I think this is going to work. Oh, yes, there okay. it is. So this is the first one. It looks like some kind of sword or something. Maybe yeah, it's crab feeder. Like. I don't, I don't it really know. Like a, 
No, I think that I think that looks like this, like the sword, like just one of their sword. Again, it's meant to. These are meant to be different symbols of House Targaryen and how and of Valyria itself. So I would guess that this is a Valyrian steel blade right there, and maybe something else. I guess it was. I had a a low res version when I was making these. <clears throat> it, it had dropped earlier, so yeah. I watched it a little bit early. But this yeah. so is a seven twenty p. But I couldn't really figure out what the hell it is. It's a wig. <laughs> is that what people are saying? <laughs> uh that's a wig okay so this one this is the second one i could i could not make it out but it looks like something soc or like is it dragonstone or something i don't really know hmm it kind of looks like a bridge to this from the side to me or maybe that's maybe that's oh that's like a i think it's a dragon like those are wings like a bat oh you think that's no, a, dragon? Not a, a dragon i think that's a dragon okay i think it's like the. it looks like wings to me but yeah i'll be looking forward to seeing this in 4k quality i know i'm sorry guys no, I mean you had to have it ahead of time, but that's what it looks like to me. I think. Ooh. Uh, this one—it's actually better if we zoom out. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't really tell what this one was. Kind of looked like a crown, but there's one that definitely looks like a crown. So I was like, okay, they're not yeah. putting two crowns in. Uh, this mm. one I had nothing for. I have no idea what it's supposed to be. Hmm. Yeah, I can't see that one well enough from here. We'll get we'll get a closer look yeah. soon enough. Oh. Yeah, and I have to wonder if any of these will be like, you know, high Valyrian, if this, these will be like the written Valyrian language, the glyphs that David J. Peterson created in any of these cases. Oh, that could be. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, this one's quite clearly Viserys's crown. Yeah, that one is that one is the crown. That one makes sense. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. everyone got that one. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then there's the one that probably is coming up soon. Nothing, there's the... nothing here. Yeah. This one was on the wall. Could oh. not make it out. Absolutely not. This okay. is a great stream. We're just going through it like, I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. I know one of them is definitely Rhaenyra's necklace. And so whether it must you be this one, right? This one. That's okay. her necklace. There's there's the one that we do know. Valyrian steel. What definitely. The... You can see the uh, the Damascus uh, steel things on it. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got that reference, which maybe, you know, you think about what other things are missing. You can maybe fill the gaps yourself. But mm. uh, which is why I think one of them being like an dr actual dragon would make sense. You'd um, hope so. And then this was the actual last thing I caught when they were going through mm. that weird tunnel. You could see, you can make out a bunch of the houses on it, but it's not houses you would expect. Like you can see uh, a third from the left. That looks like Blackwood to me. It is Blackwood. I saw a th uh, something talking about it that it was uh, Blackwood beforehand. And, and then it's were... uh, Dustin next to it. So is this the blacks on the left and the greens on the right? Oh, that's interesting. Because you can see that's... the line of Lannister on the right-hand side. I can't really make out the oh. others too well. But if it's the that's Dustins and the Blackwoods, that's got to be the Blacks. That's interesting that they would be, you know, doing a preview of the the fighting to come. Whereas I kind of assumed this was, I don't know, Aegon's conquest or something like that. But uh, no, that that would make sense. And maybe we'll get a longer, like just like how the Game of Thrones intro changed. Maybe this one will change, and we'll get a longer look at something. Oh, yeah, that definitely could be. Um, clearly the dragon on top, iron throne underneath. I don't know what this is. It looks like three bells or something. Mm, I'm not I that I'm not see. that good at sigils to figure it out. And on the left-hand side, I have no idea what that is. I'm looking for the Stark logo. And I, can't I see really... Hightower for one. Where do you um, go? Second from the left? Next is... to, no, yeah, to the second from the left. Yeah, I think that's the Hightower. So um... it can't be the Blacks then because they would never oh, yeah, be together. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, huh. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe maybe it is Aegon's conquest. Maybe maybe that is what it's meant to be. I'm not sure. <laughs> I I would love the idea that during Aegon's conquest, it's like, who'd you beat? The Dustins and the Blackwoods. That's who I beat. <laughs> Those are the ones I'm immortalizing forever on this weird thing. Also, I mean, it's it's quite clear 
Hang on, let me see if I can get to the next one. This is quite clearly Viserys's model. Like this yeah. is the um the thing at the very back of it. The um the two towers. And at the bottom of it, you can see in the center of the Targaryen thing with all the blood pouring into it. And so mm -hmm. it makes me go back and wonder, like when we're talking about this, so Viserys made this? Like he commissioned this? He commissioned yeah. all these things? Is that what we're I supposed like to understand? He, yeah, yeah, I do, I do like that. He, he did clarify, I did not sculpt this myself. I just, you know, helped plan it. But he did clarify that in the episode. It was not all of his skills. I don't know about that. I feel like he's like trying not to seem like quite the nerd yeah, he is. Yeah, maybe he maybe he does a little bit of the sculpting, but he said it was the stonemason. So it's very, I mean, either way, like I'm impressed by him for managing to coordinate this whole thing and put the whole thing together, right? Like that's mm -hmm. still impressive. Even if you didn't hand carve every piece, doing that is still impressive. So he's selling himself a little short. You're right. If somebody walked in and saw, like, if I was a, a huge Warhammer nerd and somebody walked in and saw my armies, I'd be like, if you were trying not to seem weird to them, which is what he was trying to do to Allison, I'd be like, oh, no, I, I bought three of these. Like, one, one of the, I only made one of these. I, I just own these. I didn't make them. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> he totally made them. It was also curious that he was talking about he made it from the scrolls and, like, the histories. As far as I know, there's no maps remaining of what the Volant, of the um valerian capital city is is which he he said it was he was modeling well, the explicit city yeah well in an interview before this episode patty had said that he was using old that, that, that when when the family left they took old blueprints and plans from valeria and that that's what he was using and so clearly mm -hmm. those do exist we and whether they exist in the books i don't know but in house of the dragon Old, there's old blueprints from Valyria that he's using, although I still have my pet theory that I think that he also dreamt of Valyria. I think he had more reason for why he was doing this. That is an extreme uh, level of detail to be getting it from scrolls and books. I think yeah, right. exactly. I, exactly. I, and, and, you know, and to decide to do that from the scrolls and books, I feel like it makes more sense that he was inspired to do this after like dreaming of it a bunch of times. <laughs> It's like Viserys with his his dream about the White City on the other side of the um the the, the Blackwater Rush. It's like this is probably that city. This is probably exactly what he was dreaming of. He yeah. had it made it white too. So yeah, I, was, I wonder if, if I wonder if eventually he'll paint this model. Like is, is uh, what's the end state for this model of Valyria? You know, like what's when's it finished? Apparently, when he runs out of room in his bedroom, because that thing's never going yeah. out the door. <gasps> yeah. He's and I guess my other question is, are they just going to get rid of it when he's dead? You know, like, are they just eventually going to oh. decommission? You know, like, what's going to happen to it? It's just going to, like, be down in the crypt. I don't oh, know. Oh, you made me sad. <laughs> They're going to destroy it during the show. It's going to see people just, yeah, just absolutely demolishing it, smashing it up. Oh. <laughs> I know. Uh, the other thing uh, that, I, that I was thinking about is that Allison is quite clearly... I mean, jumping ahead a little bit, in the scenes with Viserys, she was quite clearly unhappy to be there. And I know for a fact that his giant-ass model of Valyria is going to be a, a thing they fight over once they get married. Oh, that's a fun idea, yeah. Get your I, stupid I definitely... model out of our room, Viserys, or else I'm sleeping in another one. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I, I, want, I do wonder... If we'll see them have discord and fight. I mean, I guess we, we will definitely see them have some fights because I think Allison will like be too pushy with mm -hmm. certain things and Viserys will be like, no, it's my daughter and she'll be pushy. And so I think they will have some some contention between them. You're right. 
Yeah. The other thing that I thought was interesting about, he actually said a few, I mean, this was a very low magic episode. They went from a high point in the last one and it just like completely went away. But this was the one thing they dropped in for nerds like myself and you. Uh, the idea that they built the capital city of Valyria into the side of a volcano and all the great houses specifically put their homes as close to the face of the volcano as they could in order to increase their power. That's a mm. new one. Yeah. And they had that the name for that location where the blood mages. Uh, oh, I wrote that where down. The, 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 uh, Algaron. It's like I, I, Algaron. It's something Algarian. I, I, I cannot remember either now. It's like I thought I got it, but I do not. Hopefully, Open someone in the volcano. chat. What's it called? In, in I spelled it really weird. Anolgion. Something Anol like that. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. He yeah, said it's yeah, like the yeah. fire mage tower. So yeah, because I remember it made me think of it made me think of the word auger, but you know it has to do with you know prophecy and fire. So it just like invoked that to me. But it, I was like, it's not that. Um, so that was interesting. Just again, you know, in our interview with George, he brought up the blood mages of Valyria, mm. and in, in another interview recently, he brought up the blood mages of Valyria, and here again, so clearly he talked to them about this a bit and this was on his mind and that's why he's been bringing it up in a bunch of interviews they're like george explain fire mages to us oh, oh, all right I'll, I'll figure it out or something and yeah yeah i think that's what happened he, he he took some time to think about it and now that's more fresh in his mind so when t interviews come up it comes up too or he just did special for you guys oh yeah <laughs> he's like aziz, aziz and a share are showing up i gotta make up new lore they're they're gonna quiz me i gotta have it ready to go <laughs> oh, no. Uh, the other thing is that um, there's been a lot of talk for years in the fandom, and actually I was listening to Aziz talk to Robert earlier on uh, his preview stream, and they were talking about the idea of why didn't the dragons keep hatching after a certain point, and if they're explicitly linking the Valyrian power to the volcano, the move away from Dragonstone to King's Landing and the Dragon Pit may literally be the reason if even though Dragonstone is not an active volcano, I guess if there's some kind of magic there, that could be why the eggs stopped hatching. Hmm. Not That's so interesting much a, idea. Not so much a poisoning the dragons idea. I think that comes out from a lot of the Maester conspiracies. But if they literally have to be next to a volcano, and then all the dragons, uh, basically, are not there anymore, or they're all in the dragon pit, I guess that could be why it ended up sort of. Sorry, a, a plane just got very close to my house out of nowhere. Oh. Okay. That's, That's a dragon. I uh, think. Perhaps. <laughs> we're we're talking about too many secrets. They're coming to shut us down, Asha. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I think I think that I, I would I would be interested to look at the history of Targaryens hatching dragon eggs from the cradle and if those babies were nursed on Dragonstone or you you know, like mm -hmm. Uh, we we know of a number of Targaryens who hatched a dragon egg in their cradle type thing, and so I'd be curious about that for sure to mm. see if we could see that like they were all you know living on Dragonstone because that's kind of traditional that the family like lives back there or not, or the Prince of Dragonstone who would most likely probably be having a lot of kids. Yeah, exactly. So if so, their cribs yeah, are yeah. all on Dragonstone, that could be it. Yeah, and so like I think we'll probably see that like Rhaenyra when she has her kids, they'll all have they all have the, and she yeah, and they'll there. all be on on Dragonstone exactly. So I, that's I and I, when you think about Alicent's King's Landing kids, I you, you compare it to that. Did they have Dragon Hatch in the cradle? Helena tamed a dragon, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Sunfire was was Sunfire wasn't a dra a, a cradle egg, was he? He was, pretty, um, he was already around. I don't like... remember too much about Sunfire. Okay. Mallory, 
You're in the chat. Tell yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Sunfire Aegon's cradle egg, or was, was Sunfire just a dragon that he tamed? That's that would be my question because that would be a dragon that would be hatched in King's Landing, then for sure. Mm. Um, same with yeah, Daron and Tassari, and like they had dragons, but like for definitely Helena did not have a cradle egg. Um, she just went. And I was I was excited to get the reference to Dreamfire. What was the reference? Also, when that that was Dreamfire's egg that that, oh, that was it? Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra said, "What egg was oh. it that he took?" And it was and and it was it was Dreamfire's egg was the egg that she picked out for her little brother, um, which is so that is pretty cool. So she has a connection to Dreamfire a little bit. The egg that that becomes Dreamfire or an egg from Dreamfire? From Dreamfire, from okay. Dreamfire, because Dreamfire is around. You know, we know. Reyna, you know, mm -hmm. uh, rid uh, Dreamfire. So uh, just a reference. They're setting the stage for this is a dragon we are going to meet and see tamed or, mm -hmm. or whatever eventually. The I, uh, to be honest, I the the episode that I was watching had um, French subs for all the High Valerian, and my French is not great. So I lost quite a bit during those scenes. I was like Googling and putting the Google ah. Translate. And I was like, what the hell is that word? Dreamfire is what the one I was missing. I picked up the rest of it. That's what you missed. Yep. Exactly. This is what happens when you pirate. You miss yeah. High Valyrian. Although I'm, I'm going to do the Duolingo thing. I'm going to learn to speak it. We're going to oh. speak High Valyrian like a nerd. Hell yeah. <laughs> or, or whatever hell yeah is in High Valyrian. You'll have to tell me once you learn it. I already forgot everything I learned, so this is a problem. <laughs> it was only this afternoon. Um, they also asked me to roll my R's a lot, which I don't know how to do. So that's, that's mm -hmm. going to be a tough one. Um, so I think the first thing is that they set up the conflict pretty early with Corlys and crab feeder he like comes charging in he throws the doors open he's like what have you guys been doing about my ships we need to do something about it and instantly Otto's like hey calm down man they're just ships no big deal i'll give you money whatever Corlys is like uh they ramseyed all my men and i thought this was uh, kind of an interesting scene because it's really not framed as a conflict between Corlys and the crab feeder. I mean, the crab feeder's doing stuff, but it's really an argument between him and Otto about whether or not I need to do anything. And I had sort of a thought if it was uh, more political, the reason that Otto keeps saying nobody cares about the step zones because it only hurts Corlys. So he doesn't care yeah. about fixing it. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. He And he it only hurts Corlys and he kind of wants Corlys to be hindered a little bit mm -hmm. you know not only does he just want that for anyone that's not him i think but for him in, in particular oh speaking of like the auto stuff melos do you think what, what did you think about him kind of not going along with what auto said at first and then like being cowed by him like some people might say that was calculating but i think that blows a big hole in them being you know tight it was interesting because you could see that i'm, I'm guessing that melos is not actually a toady of the high towers but he nor he probably normally feels that Otto gives advice he agrees with yes and in this one he finally Otto finally pushed too hard and Melos was like no it's, this is a stupid idea he should marry Lena this is a thing that should happen um also by the way just uh Britvik in the chat I live for Matt's summary of the show in his own words <laughs> yeah I have a, I have a distinctive way of understanding how things happened um but now I have a new conspiracy is Otto behind the incursion on the Stepstones? Did he encourage the Triarchy to go after it and assure them the king wasn't going to do anything? Because mm. that yeah, I get that. 
That might not be him being behind it, but I could see him he sent an saying envoy. Thing, you know, yeah, yeah he, I could see him, you know, encouraging, you know, somewhat encouraging it, um, but not causing it. You know, like they were maybe going to do it anyways. And who knows? Maybe there was a party or something, or you know, they said they sent envoys, envoys to Pentos and Volantis, but like, did they? Like, Viserys seems pretty sure of it, but like, as far as we know, they never, they never have anything to do with the war in the Step Zones. Like, I, I could definitely see that um, Otto is specifically trying to get Corlys to spend all of his ships on a stupid war to bring him back down to his level. Because clearly those are the two power players on the council. It's not Viserys. It's not Melos. It's not Lord Strong, who literally doesn't no, get listened to. It's those two. That's no. the conflict. He doesn't get listened to. I, I have to say, when, when Viserys went to talk to Lord Strong, I was like, oh, what's this guy going to say? Like, I hadn't, didn't have a good feeling about him. Because <laughs> well, he said he had, women can't inherit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he said women can't inherit. But I have to say, he was right. He was he was right that, that Viserys should have, like, as much as I think it's morally wrong and gross and all that, I think politically the correct choice would have been for him to marry Lena in uh, Worlds. Unfortunately... In terms of how to keep him on the Iron Throne, how to forestall the saber rattling coming out of Rhaenys and, and Corlys, I guess that's true. It's just like, man, find better options or something. Like, yeah. quite clearly, we saw that Lainor is older than Lena. That should have been yeah. that should have been the first thing they said. Why not marry the heir? Yeah, I don't get why that, except, except that they're slow rolling us, well, yeah, the audience, and finding it. out. But, like, in, in terms of in-world, it would have made sense for them to bring up, you have two options. or so, You know, like, it, it just would have made sense for it to come up at some point in all of this conversation. I thought it was going to be the shoe that dropped after he says, I'm marrying Allison, and then turn to Rhaenyra and say, you're marrying Lainor. Yeah, I, yes, I, I, I did think that, that that would be when we got that announced. I would agree. I, I was kind of my anticipation. But I'm guessing we're going to get more of the uh, Kristen Rhaenyra stuff for a while. Um, yeah, and we're going to see different suitors, you know, because we, we, in the book, we hear about different suitors coming for Rhaenyra and stuff like that. So I imagine we will see. That's a fun plot line to play out. <laughs> I was wish I, I was I wished that Rhaenyra hadn't cut Harold Westerling off. Mm. I really wanted him to keep listing <laughs> off every every person in their family. I like I was like, oh, he named his father too. Yes, give us all that sweet lore. Ashesis in there filling in family trees. Hang on a second, go back. What's the name of Malister's father? Okay, let me get that down. We're gonna go ahead and update my my, my database. <laughs> yeah, it was exciting. I was like, no, Rhaenyra, just let him finish. And I've... she wasn't she was not keeping her voice lowered at all. She was like, let them hear me. Yeah, she's like. So anyways, any of these guys not dipshits? Okay, I'll pick the non-dipshit. It's like, all right. <laughs> they can all clearly hear her. Uh, I, I thought the houses that they picked to put in that scene were kind of interesting. So there was Tarly, Tarth, um, Karen. They mentioned, uh, you didn't, they didn't mention him. Corbray was in the back. Malister. Mm -hmm. But I thought the wild card was Kraycall. And also the fact that yeah. the Kraycalls are important because they are not important in Game of Thrones. They don't even come up at all. But he's like, yeah, no, listen, no. the Kraycalls, we got to keep them on our side. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, there. I, I think part of it is is that anyone's higher than Christian Cole's family mm. as well. Uh, like that just does nothing for them politically, really. Mm. But yes, you're right about that. They're not the most prestigious of houses. But they used to be. Like after this time frame, like they they go to war quite a lot, and at a certain mm. point, they just kind of get their teeth kicked in, and they just sort of stop being that important. But apparently now. They're higher than the Tarleys. They're more they're, important. They're tusks. More important than the Corbrays. That one was surprising. The Corbrays are usually pretty important in the Vale. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, a court race, and the court race will come up again in important marriages and stuff like that. So yeah, you're, they, they are important. Pick the Tarth mm. guy, though. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I wanted to see a little bit more of the Tarth guy as well. And I refuse to believe uh, a knight of House Tarth has never been in any battle. Come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. They're on the sea. Like, you would think that he would have fought some, you know, some pirates or, you know, something like that, potentially. I thought it was interesting that they had all those, like, figures ready yeah. to go. HBO like, who's shop. In you know? Yeah, for the HBO shop. Yes, great. I guess maybe they just have figures just of all the houses. And then when they're like, okay, well, we're, we're, let's, which one do we have to pull out? Like, I don't think they made each of those custom for this. They just have a set of them. Do you think you there's know, like a represent every house? There's a shop just outside of King's Landing where a guy who just makes like little animal models and he's like, <laughs> "Yes, my lord, tell me who's coming to court so I can make them their little models or something like that." Uh, mm -hmm. they did the same thing with the 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 marbles that they were all uh unique to them. So, somebody's making a lot of money on customization of weird little tick like little little uh little toy things in, <laughs> in King's Landing. Somebody's making a thrifty business making those things. Yeah, yeah. That was very significant. Allison replacing Viserys' uh, dragon there, mm. I have to say. I was very on the nose, speaking of those little figurine things. And, like, it was both, like, significant on a meta level as viewers, but, like, genuinely, like, that was really nice of Allison. Like, that really was a nice gesture on her part. Like, you yeah, thought that was, was Allison? I, I do think that that was Allison. Oh, that was I have to say, you think Otto, Otto did that? I don't know. I guess I guess maybe I just want to think better of her, that I want to think that she really is, like, kind-hearted, and she saw him break the thing when they were together. Like, or is Otto observing it? And like, Or does he... I guess maybe she goes to Otto, and she says, oh, today he broke a dragon. And Otto goes, oh, well, I guess then we'll fix it. I I personally... You want to see because, the good in her. Okay. Well, well, I, I, well, I want to see the good in her. And the, before her first meeting with Viserys, Otto gave her zero guidance that we saw on screen he said True. wear your mother's dress and she went and, and she lipstick. she brought a book and decided to read to him i i thought that allison chose to read mm. chose a book to read to him she chose to tell him about her mother's death as a point sure. like i don't think otto told her to do that i don't think he's really helping her that much to be honest although but, there was there was a thing when he was about to go to dragonstone and he says and he gives her instructions on what to say to viserys tonight so I think I think there probably is a little more coaching going on than there was at first. Yeah, yeah, he might give her more. So yeah, I'm curious to see if ever, what people's thoughts in the audience are if they think yeah. that Otto told her to fix if, if Otto handled fixing the dragon or if that's make was a Allison's. poll here. Did yeah. Otto <laughs> fix the dragon or Allison's? Yes yeah. or no? All right, there we go. Poll in the chat. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Um, oh, they have poll. I didn't know they had polls in the live chat. Damn right like, they do. No, he did not fix it for her. She did it herself. Did you just vote no? Unbelievable. I, he, I asked. I said no. I asked what I, I think. No, Otto did not fix it for her. I thought I made a compelling I, argument, Shay. I thought you had turned around. You did not. Right there. You, didn't, no, you didn't turn around. I want to give. I want to give Allison props. I want to think that she is savvy um, okay. in that regard. Although, I really feel like. I mean, I think Allison didn't. Okay, a couple things just to talk about this Allison thing. Okay, go. Why was she at the meeting unless she yeah. knew that she was about to be? I was like, like that's very suspicious. Like, so did she know that she was about to be announced to be his bride, and that's why she was there? Yeah. Or was it a surprise? Because if if she did know, they both really really screwed up by not telling Rhaenyra 
beforehand. Yeah, why surprise like, that's that? Like, why surprise that? That's what I don't get about it, Like, except for the drama, but like, which makes me wonder if perhaps it was a surprise to Allison and she was like, why am I at this meeting? Why did he invite me? And, and then he tells her, like, maybe she was not prepped in advance either. Perhaps. I think she did know ahead of time because um, she she pseudo asked for permission when they were in the sept where she was like, don't you think your father should marry again? And Renee was like, yeah, I guess so. I didn't take that as a um, like in general. I think Allison was kind of being like me, but she I didn't think... want she didn't want to say that out loud. I think that's true, but I still don't know if I think she knew that going into that meeting that, that he was going to announce that he's marrying her. But I think I, I like to think that Viserys went and said, hey, Allison, do you want to get married before he announced oh, no, this? No, no, no. So, he would not ask no. Allison. He'd ask Otto. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. He went and told Otto. And then so maybe he went and asked Otto and Otto said, hey, Allison, this is going to be a very important meeting today. You should come with me. Like, I don't I, I'm still curious if Allison went into that meeting knowing what was going to be announced right then. I think I we're going to find out in the next episode because they had Rhaenyra literally go <gasps> and like look over at it in like the most <laughs> the most overacted like oh my god I can't believe it reaction. So well, again I, like they're going to have the her biggest mess up is, Yeah, I think the biggest mess up then is that they didn't tell her before the meeting. They knew Rhaenyra would be in the meeting. That's just like yeah, or she Corlys. shouldn't. Have, yeah, or Corlys. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they should have told Corlys separately like you don't like just to let people save face so that you don't look worse because Coralie storms off. It's just all around very poorly handled. Buffoonery all around. Um, I think, but it was probably planned buffoonery because I think if Otto was trying to help, he would have said, okay, tell Rhaenyra beforehand. Also, yeah. work out the deal with Lenor and Rhaenyra and announce it at the same time so that nobody's surprised and everyone's okay. I mean, Rhaenyra's not okay, but Otto doesn't give a shit about her. I think the <laughs> fact that the advice was to surprise the small council tells you that Otto was behind it. Yeah, I agree that Otto, that was in Otto's best interest and he wanted Coralise to be alienated by this news. He specifically wanted to make him feel small and like he was, you know, yeah, I, I do. And so, and, and but maybe, and Rhaenyra was unintentionally uh, also the recipient of that. I don't know if I think Otto really cares about her enough at all to be like, yeah, and we'll slight Rhaenyra too. Like, I just don't think she's even on his radar, really. Like, mm. he, I think he really doesn't have any respect for her, I guess. Oh, we want to, Aaron wants a new poll. All right, so last <laughs> one was 40-60, or uh, well, 60-40 going your way, so you convinced okay. everybody. Oh, Let's 60, do another one. Did okay. Allison, you're just winning all of them no, tonight. No, yeah, did Allison know, before, I, I can believe, I think maybe she knew before. I, I, you might have convinced me on that one that she knew before. This is like me writing YouTube uh, titles, and it's just like way too long. And Oh, yes. Did Allison know before the meeting? Yeah, okay. Okay, I, so I, I I said no originally, but I guess I'm gonna have to. You changed my mind on this one. I'll have to say mm, yes. Victory. I, I think she might have known, and that was where she was a terrible friend. Like all <laughs> around, like it was not good behavior. But like that's pretty terrible behavior to not tell her personally, face to face, one on one. Which I think is why Rhaenyra was so shocked. Not just that uh, Viserys would do it to her, but that Alicent wouldn't say a word. Like yes, why, exactly. why would you not say that to your best friend? And I think that's when Rhaenyra was like. Oh, our friendship means nothing to her. Yes, yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, and Rhaenyra went into this thinking she knew exactly who Viserys was. Like, it's not just that that uh, she didn't think it would be Allison. She specifically thought it was going to be Lena and yeah. felt that strongly, and that would have given her a little more time before she was potentially un, you know, disinherited. Um, yeah. In 
Oh, oh, by the way, sorry, uh, Maura Lee with the $50 Super Chat. Thank you so much, Maura, for just Thank a show you. of love and support. The MVP as always. Um, the other thing, also, by the way, guys, make sure you slam that like button, because I will put on a silly hat. Ashea doesn't have silly hats unless she does and I don't know about them, but I will put on a silly hat. If we get up to 100 likes, 171 people like watching. A, no, I have like wait, a no, wait, 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 wait. They have to hit the like button first, Ashea. What are you doing? That was a tease. I was seeing what I had. It's a I tease. Have... It doesn't work if you just do it. <laughs> I'll find something here. <laughs> a cat. A cat on your <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah, I put a cat on my head. There we go. Um, there you go. Um, so what, what was the next thing? Also, also, Allison quite clearly does not like Viserys. Like, hates being around him. Because... Yeah. She's it, picking. I mean, she's. She's. I don't know if I. I don't know if I think. I'd say. Okay, hates maybe strong, around. but she was. I think that's strong. She is not into what she's doing. Like clearly, Otto's forcing her, and she is unhappy about it because uh, Viserys goes. Uh, he says something along the lines of like, "Oh, um, he basically asks if she likes being around him or something like that," and then she just the camera cuts, and it's just her picking at her fingernails, which is of course her tell that she's really uncomfortable with what she's doing at the moment. Yeah. So, I agree. I, I think she's. I think she's very uncomfortable. Whether she's uncomfortable just in general, or uncomfortable because of Viserys, very specifically, and her feeling, you know, I, I don't know. Like I think she's also maybe just generally kind of anxious and stressed mm. about things. Like she might do that a little more off. Like not even sitting with Viserys, she might do that just sitting with Rhaenyra because she's stressed knowing that she's keeping a secret from Rhaenyra too. You know, like she's just uncomfortable in her life right now. And pretty unhappy with uh, with Otto. There was actually a line that I wrote down from, um, by the way, actual notebook, because my handwriting's mm. terrible. Look at that. Nobody can read <laughs> it. Uh, they were in the sep scene, and Rhaenyra complained that she said that, um, I wish my father would see me as more than just a little girl. And there is this look on Emily Carey's face, and I think her, her thought process on that, she says something else, but I think she said, I wish my father... Like internally, she went. I wish my father would treat me like a little girl again, instead of trying to throw me at the king as a broodmare. Mm, it's kind of like an yeah. interesting inversion of where their paths and what they want from their life right now. Rhaenyra wants to be a more important person, wants to be more political, bigger part of the um, the politics of what her life is going to be. And, and Allison's like, I want out. <laughs> this sucks. I really like that take. I think I didn't think about that, but you're exactly right that I do think that Allison, when Rhaenyra says that, Allison would be thinking like, "Oh, and and they're pushing you don't know what you're asking for, up. Rhaenyra." Yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I completely agree with that. That's a great take. And then Rainey's basically said that out loud later in the episode, where she was like, "Wake up, girl. You have no idea what you're <laughs> stepping into. This is like." I actually thought it was um, Rhaenyra interpreted what Rainey's was saying to her as an attack. Like she was just trying to wind her up. Like I think that's the Cersei and Sansa scene. They kind of mm -hmm. uh, replayed that. And in that one, um, Cersei is trying to help out Sansa in a little bit, but she's pretty drunk. And this one, Rainey's is pretty deliberate. And it sounds like she's trolling, but her advice is actually very good in that she ha if she doesn't stop being a cupbearer, if she doesn't stop just assuming the throne will be given to her because all these men swore to her she's never going to get it and then afterwards we see her visually she changes from her white dress to the daenerys black dress thing or black uh riding armor yeah whatever breaches that she's getting yeah her daemon stuff her daemon gear <laughs> and then goes out on a dragon and makes things happen but it's interesting seeing this is something i talked about um during the the teasers and the trailers and that Rainey's is going to be much more puppet master. I think that people realize because 
it's Rainey's that made her go to Dragonstone. It was her words. So that's what that this is like the starting point for what she's going to do to these uh, young women. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. We're going to see her. I, I'd be, I'll be interested to see what words of, I mean, we saw it in one of the trailers, Rainey's talking oh, to yeah. Alicent. And so that'll be very interesting as well to see. Them. She says, uh, <laughs> have you ever thought about yourself on the Iron Throne or something like that? I'm like, I know. that is a question. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, I, I feel like, you know, Alicent she's allison is a good girl you know what i mean like in quotes like allison mm -hmm. follow she's a follower she does what she's told sure but probably allison even deep down at some point has to have thought like what if it was different like even her who is the dutiful one um apparently being dutiful sucks yeah yeah no. <laughs> i mean and i think they're also really setting the stage for this kind of like religious rift between oh, yeah. uh, rhaenyra and allison as well they're, they're showing that she's very faithful to the seven and she prays and whatnot and obviously rhaenyra is a little closer to her valyrian ties than the she didn't know how to pray you know? yeah exactly she didn't know how to pray i was like what? <laughs> I almost expected Rhaenyra to like be turned off by that. Like I, I don't pray for a reason. Like why are you pushing this on me? But instead, she, she took it as what I think. I mean, Allison really was trying was trying to help her friend out. Like she did it in a very presumptuous way, as my in my opinion, by telling her to pray. But she was trying to help her get her feelings out. I wonder if it was more out of guilt at what Allison knew was coming that she was quite clearly going to be her mother-in-law quite soon i mean i think every every interaction that she has with rainier has to be fraught with guilt right yeah. like but i i i'll go on the record i think that allison was was genuine in mm. wanting and being rainier's friend and them growing up together i think she was placed very calculatingly by otto to be her friend in the first place mm -hmm. like I, I don't think that there was an accident that they were pushed together but i i i think that they were genuine friends and rainier is going to think that it was not genuine though uh, that is over. She no longer thinks it's genuine. She thinks she just got used like 100%. Yeah, also, and like she did get used, but it can also be genuine and you can get used by someone at the same time. That's the uh, plot of the movie Spy Game starring uh, Brad Pitt. So there you go. <laughs> oh. you're, you're welcome, everybody, with uh, Robert Redford. <laughs> yep. Uh, I win the second poll, 80-20. Allison knew about the marriage for the small council scene. In your face, Ashaya. <laughs> get wrecked. <laughs> you, you you turned me for that one too, but no, I, I feel. I'm I just still... saying, get wrecked though. That. <laughs> um, what else is in the episode? Let's go through this. Um, yeah. Tough reading my own writing. Um, okay, so let's go to Lena. Let's specifically talk about Lena. We talked about her in terms mm. of the the marriage thing. That I thought this was unironically pretty funny. Uh, because not only is Lena not interested in Viserys, she's only interested in Vagar. She's like, tell me about Vagar. Where's Vagar? What's Vagar like? Tell me about Balerion. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I guess I guess I have to get married to you, but you have better dragon knowledge, so why don't you tell me? It was like a little uh, Sanrixian on the screen. Like, if she had the opportunity to talk to a Targaryen at that time, this is what she would be doing. So, like, what's the nesting habits of Vagar? How big is she? All this other kind of stuff. I thought that was a pretty interesting character point to give to her. 
Yeah, she's a little dragon nerd. No, I mean, yeah. like, they just emphasize this is a 12 year old girl. She just, you know, she, she's that's what she's interested in is is uh, pets. She's like, you know, like a horse girl, a dragon girl. A dragon uh, that's girl. what, like, yeah, that's what she is. And she was so cute, but like, and yes. you, you just, it's, but you look at her next to Viserys and it's just laughable. Like, you just, like, it's just ludicrous to see the two of them. They really did a good job casting this tiny little precious girl. You're like, I don't want them to get married. Please no. But she's also this tiny precious little girl who's dressed up in this uh very fancy gown and her hair looks like perfect for what she's doing and yeah. she's also just like can i have a dragon please <laughs> not not you viserys no 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 the other one i want vagar he's the cool vagar's the cool <laughs> dragon not you um, yeah, no, I like I like the idea that Elena has like a list of like which dragon she most wants, you know, like she wants Dra she wants Vagar, but also these dragons are really cool, and she just like knows all the lore about them. I would love to see more conversations with Lena where she just gushes about dragons. Apparently, that's that's her number one thing. Like, uh, I think that's also really interesting compared to Allison, where Allison and uh, Viserys really have nothing in common. Like, it is just manipulation. But quite clearly, Lena has, like, she's like, I want to be a dragon rider. Tell me about Valyria. Tell me about, like, what it's like being you. What was it like being on Balerion the Black Dread? And Allison's like, yes, sire. Yes. Yeah. That is very funny. That, that, that's a good, that, that is a good point that, like, Viserys has more in common with a 12-year-old girl than... Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> just wants to play with toys. But, no, yeah, I... I, I, I... I got. I said it already. I think that they're really emphasizing that he made a a bad political play by marrying Alison Tower. Oh, very much so. And I think the other thing that was really funny about this scene, and it's it's not like, it's kind of like a tragic funny, but it's also like uh, Viserys is like, oh, she's twelve, she's too old. It's like, how old's Alicent again? I don't think she's much <laughs> older than Lena. Yeah, I, I, my impression is that Alicent is like 16 to 18 years old, and the yeah. same is true for Rainier, that they're within about 16 to 18. It's like three, and... to, it's probably like three to four years or something like that. And he's like, oh, this one child bride, too young. The other one, all right, that's an acceptable <laughs> yeah. age for me. It's like, all right, man. <laughs> I think I the... still. Ugh. I mean, I, I don't know. You look at the two of them. You look at Lena and you listen to Lena. She's, she's just a child. And you talk to Allison yeah. and she's behaving like a woman. She's True. behaving like a wife and someone who can't. Like, she is. She, she acts very mature for her age, as they say. But no, she's like she is. It's more than just like their actual age. It's how they're portraying Although that is themselves. the only thing Viserys brought up. He's like, oh, she's too yeah. young. Yeah, also, yeah, he didn't call back to Game of Thrones with uh, what's his name? The guy that Arya killed? The, uh, the the king's guard where he was going through the brothel in bravos and he's like too young or something like that yeah oh i see kartik probably says rainiera is 15 of course sarah says that in this episode and so okay so it's not that far. allison allison is maybe also 15 but allison is also maybe she's 17 maybe she's uh, is still a couple years older than rainiera we don't know for sure it's gonna be but tough. it does it does speak to why they're not why they didn't necessarily push the Lenor marriage. Again, they're pushing other young girls, but it's not like Rhaenyra is an 18-year-old girl who mm. doesn't have a betrothed. Marin She's Trant, 15. Sorry. In the chat, Marin oh, yeah. Trant, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, a question here from Happy Masquerader, $5 with his Matt Smith in the... Uh, actually, <laughs> I love that artwork from Alice uh, Zhang, I think it is. 
I have. Mm. I actually have two pieces of artwork in my uh in my room here. Uh, oh, too old. Marin Trent said too old. I'm sorry, wrong one. He was going for the young ones. So I guess inverse yes. Marin Trent. Inver um, yes. Is it possible that Coralise also instructed Laner to inquire about Vagar so they could attempt to claim Vagar? Sounded like corporate espionage to me. I don't think so because that's not a pretty genuine from Lena. And the other stuff she was told to say, like the actress made it sounded more scripted, and then she just started going like, "Tell me about Vagar. Everything about Vagar." Yeah, yeah, I. I, I don't know. I, I I feel like they could just find that information out without talking to mm. Viserys about it, right? Like, I feel like that information would just be... Coralies could just... And Rainies could find that, perhaps. <laughs> find a maester. Tell us about Vagar. Although she yeah. did know something about him already. She'd heard about Ve she, uh, about her. Vagar's a, uh, a she-dragon, right? I've, I, I've, I've always say that. Yeah, they call her dragons, the whore and unless, yeah. yeah, the old royal bitch. So, yeah, but, she, uh, no, it's a I, 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 Yeah, yeah, I... But no, I, I tend to just go with the they non-binary dragon unless they specifically had an egg. And then I'm like, okay, I guess you could be a girl. Changeable as flame, as they say. Um, the other thing I found really interesting about that conversation, did you catch that uh, apparently Viserys hated the Black Dread? Yeah, I mean, I kind of you kind of got that impression that he wasn't super pro dragon when he had that conversation with Rhaenyra at the end of the last episode, right? Mm -hmm. When he's like, you know, the dragons are dangerous and all that. And, and I thought it was a little strange because, you know, if they're trying to defend themselves from something from the north, you might they might have thought the dragons were significant, but I guess like he was I wonder if he was scared of his dragon or I, I actually I, I wonder if there's you know we, we see how eventually we're going to see how Vagar is kind of deteriorated mm -hmm. you know I wonder if Balerion had it deteriorated to a certain point to where Viserys just felt uncomfortable dragon dementia just felt, yeah 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 there might be something like that I, I could see that there might be things to do with Balerion being very old that made Balerion particularly unnerving to mm. Viserys perhaps he specifically said in the episode that he would rather it was he was he would rather do face the black dread than do something i forgot what the the first sentiment was i was like you were scared to face your own dragon like what yeah i I like the idea of there being some sort of like dragon dementia type thing or the especially because again i really like the idea that Viserys was dreaming through Balerion's eyes, so mm. if Viserys was seeing like weird things through Balerion's eyes maybe that would go further to making him uncomfortable this kind of strange. I don't think I've ever heard of a dragon rider in A Song of Ice and Fire that did not like or was scared of their dragon. That's mm. a first for me. Yeah. I guess Daenerys, that's, I don't, was Daenerys ever scared of her dragons? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. How, was, was there, yeah, I can't think of a moment where Danny was, felt concerned that her dragons would do anything to her. Yeah, this, this is a very strange one. Um, I'm kind of curious, especially because he apparently stripped the skull of Balerion and praised to it. But he was terrified yeah. of the thing. It's, yeah. um, I guess that kind of goes in what you were talking about, the idea that he loves and fears the freehold. Well, well, would 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 Viserys have done that? Like when Bal when Balerion died. Oh, you think it was Jaehaerys? Yeah, like was it Jaehaerys that did it? Mm. Well, yeah, well, that was my. That would be my question. Is I, I don't think Balerion di like Balerion died well before Viserys was even king. So I don't. Th yeah, I think maybe they just did it because that's like that's the oldest dragon. So of course you do that. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, because I, I assume think if Balerion died year a long like yeah, but died they're, they're playing with prior. with so many ages. Yeah. I don't really know when it happened. Yeah, that's true. It could have like, but my my impression was that. 
Valerian died. I guess I guess in the books, Valerian had died before the Great Council. Yeah, he died even. And so what, 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 whether Viserys was a dragon rider at the Great Council, I don't know, I guess, in, yeah. in the show, to be clear. Because they could have easily changed it so that he was also a dragon rider. Because I felt that if you were comparing two candidates for the throne and one was Rhaenys, who was a dragon rider, and one does not have a dragon... It, it's, oh, it no seems way. like a point. It seems like a point against Viserys, but again, Valerian died in ninety four AC. Um, so seven years before. Yeah, yeah. Um, years but before you know, it's, but again, it's easy for them to change something like that if they wanted Valerian to die um, later. Yeah. Later, later, that's easy enough. But the point still, I, I still think it's likely that that dragon, that Valerian died, while Jaehaerys was king. Still. Mm. Also, a yeah. super chat from uh, San Rixian. Hey, Mallory. Uh, dragon girl time, apparently, for her. We're just saying all the things <laughs> she wants to hear. Uh, $2. Thank you very much. Viserys was scared of Balerion, a metaphor. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we were getting at. Um, th there's very much a metaphorical idea that Viserys is scared of the dreams. He's scared of the dragons. He's kind of scared of himself. Like, he doesn't want to use his power. And the, that's what Damon keeps telling him. He's like, be the dragon, you know. You know, everyone's everyone's feeding off of you. They're leeching off of you. You're weak. And even in this episode, Rhaenyra showed him that. Um, well, actually, he 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 let himself be cowed by Otto not to go to Dragonstone to face Damon, but Rhaenyra wouldn't let that. And it's kind of um, yeah, I think it's a pretty good metaphor about kind of the way he's been as king. He's afraid. He doesn't want to be it, and he's afraid of his power. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I think there's generally constantly when we deal with them talking about dragons, there's going to be a metaphor for the human dragons of Targaryens. Mm. Like, again, when I brought up the little dragon statue that Alicent had sure. fixed, like the idea that that they when they're when they are referencing it that hard, that there's a, another level there, another layer. Woke a dragon from stone. Yeah. Zora yeah. High coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, essentially what was the other one uh we we talked about this at the beginning but i did really i love damon really poking like actually the shit posting from dragonstone like using ravens specifically just to piss people off you don't see that kind of dedication elsewhere in westeros like people take ravens pretty seriously and damon's just using it to throw just throw middle fingers at everybody also apparently that he just lied about everything like I did my yeah. like that was crazy. Oh, absolutely. I really I, I was that underlines your idea of him trolling and just trying to needle at them and mm -hmm. poke at them. He's like, I've just been sitting here sulking for six months and no one's come to do yeah. anything to deal with this. I gotta <laughs> like, right. poke the dragon. That's basically what he did. He threw like a little tantrum. He's there. like, I've been pouting on this island and nobody's paying attention. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically what he did right there. Uh, <laughs> Somebody pay attention to my man pain, please. Yeah. <laughs> also, Mysara literally calls him out on that. Like, you're putting my life in danger for your stupid petty bullshit, Damon. Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good for her for standing up for herself and saying something about that because she's absolutely right that nothing would happen to Damon potentially right there and she would just get killed. So, yeah, he should be more careful. It was kind of interesting to see him be that naive where he was just like, what? Nothing would happen to you. I'm Damon Targaryen. Like if they attack you, like they're going to like, I'm going to go and burn them up. And she was explicitly mm -hmm. saying, no, you won't. And yes, they will hurt me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. He is 
naive. <laughs> I, I wouldn't normally use that word for him, but I think he is like, or if not naive, he's uh, what what would be the word for that? He's confident, arrogant, confident. He so, he's, he doesn't he doesn't have doubt or fear in his mind, so he doesn't consider that someone else should be afraid. Really, kind uh, of like that. Guilty Undertaker in the chat says, "Are people ignoring me? Me?" Yeah, the main character of this story. How could anyone? Do? He's. I think it's also very much like um, Arian, uh, Arian Brightframe in the sense. Um, there's the conversation at the end of the Hedge Knight where Maycar and Dunk are talking about the difference between uh, between Arian and Egg, and he's like, he's a prince of dragon. He's a prince of the Targaryen house. He eats raw meat with blood. He stays in castles. He doesn't sleep in hedges. And Dunk is like, well, maybe he should. And that, that may be yeah. kind of what we're supposed to get from Damon here, that he has lived so far above everybody else that he is kind of, he really doesn't understand. Even the even as he's going through King's Landing and being the shit out of people, he doesn't even understand the people he's trying to rule. Yeah, I see here in the chat, multiple people say privilege. That is the word that I was looking for. He has, with his, he's privileged, and that's why he doesn't feel fear or think about the fact that other people feel mm. fear. Oh, it's silly hat time. Hang on a second. Oh, is it? I don't have a pad anymore. Boom. There we go. I got a Pikachu hat. That's 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 a hat, right? That works. <laughs> if I can just attach it. There we go. I like. I'll just do the whole thing with Pikachu on my head. I don't have a cat in my arms. Reach. I think that counts. Oh, I, I think Aziz that's that's a good a, job on the silly hat there. Yeah, Aziz has a cat in his lap that I can't take. I'm like, I wish I could have just attached this Pikachu. It's okay. I think I think you covered it. I got my Gurm hat on. We're good to go. Oh, oh like, there we go. I did it. Look at that. Let me screenshot <laughs> this, please. Put it on Twitter. Um, oh no. Oh. You guys oh. only had a few seconds. You're gonna have to rewind to get that sp that special moment. I know, right? I'm like, I, I really want to keep my Pikachu. It's, I'm using the headphones to kind of like put Pikachu's feet. And there we go. That's perfect. That that'll stay. The rest for of the sure stream. Now. This is what's happening. She's just. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, unironically with the stuff behind me. A pretty high percentage of the Pokemon stream. <laughs> oh. Got Bulbasaur there. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, Flareon's Indeed. down there. You can't see him. Dragonite is actually up here, but you can't see him because I cut off my camera. So Aziz does not hand over cats. Aziz pets cats and he gives them the bongos. Oh, come here, Nova. Come to me. Stay away from Aziz. Now he's just, Cast Nova's just eyeing me in the lap. Oh, well, no cat. I have the <laughs> Pokemon. That's that's is almost as good as a cat. Perfect. Um, I also love, I, I wrote down the conversation between... Um, Rhaenyra and Damon. Well, I had to because I was translating it from French. So. <laughs> oh yeah, you had to. That's of course. That's that's so funny. Um, but... This is why you don't pirate things, kids. Yeah, sometimes they have French subtitles for the Valyrian and for other parts. Okay, where did I put this? Um... Mm. Oh, okay, here we go. So this is these are the lines that they were saying in High Valyrian. Um, he says, she comes up, he says, uh, my father made me princess of Dragonstone. This is my house. Um, this is my house you're in. Damon responds and says, it will be yours at your majority. And then Rhaenyra comes back with, you are angry at your king. And Damon goes, what, me mad? He says, <laughs> what am I angry with? I'm angry about. Uh, tomorrow I'm being married. And then Rhaenyra comes back and says, um... 
she says, oh, you already, you're getting a second wife. You already have one. Um, <laughs> and so because you're getting, because you're mad, then you have to steal my brother's egg. And then um, Damon comes back and says, a dragon shared your cradle. Same for mine. And then Rhaenyra puts up the skeptical eyebrows and says, you're a father. And then Damon says, one day. Yeah, yeah, one day, which that was also very interesting that Damon, like, actively really wants, whoops, act, Damon actively really wants to be a father, <laughs> and Miseria actively does not want to be a mother, and clearly he doesn't really want to have a child with his, his Royce wife. Um, his not bronze B-word, as he says. Yeah, he, and like, which is, so that's interesting, you know, you might think that he's maybe like a, a, blit, a bit of a, you know, snob and wants Valyrian babies, but clearly he's willing to have one with Mazaria, and she doesn't even know where she's from, so he just really doesn't like Ray Royce. I, I hope for high comedy, she's actually like a really nice person, and if we ever see her on screen, she's just like actually quite attractive, and she's a good person, and Damon just for some reason hates her. Although we know why. It's because uh, he, I left out one of the comments. He said that um, not his wife by choice. It would be. Yeah. It, yeah. That might, it might just be that, that he just didn't get to choose. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Also, uh, hey, AK, uh, Alicia Kingston in the chat. Good to see you here. Hello. Showing up mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Um, I did think it was the, the argument was. It was the most grown up Rhaenyra has been in the episode. Where she just throws Damon's shit back in his face and then challenges her, her uh, challenges him to kill her, because obviously the problem is that she's the heir and he's not, um, and then stood her ground, even though Caraxes is right there eyeing her. She's like, "I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of Caraxes. Give me back the egg and get out of here." And Damon totally backs down. Although, what'd you make of his his look at her after he after she says that, where she says, "Kill me." Um, this will solve your problems. And Damon just kind of cocks his eye at her and just kind of stares for five seconds. What do you think he was doing there? I think he really was considering the idea. What if I, what if this played out that way? I think he was considering whether that, what would happen if he, if they did that? Like, I don't, I don't think there's a world in which he ever would have done that, but he still considered it. Like, mm. well, are you right there? I wonder if he was like, I don't want to kill my future wife that I'm totally grooming. I, yeah, I don't, I guess I, I, I don't know how much he's truly like planning it like that clearly, you know, like, like he is doing that, but I don't know if he's really calculatingly, cunningly like plotting for that. You know mm. what I mean? Maybe it's like, uh, like maybe it's crossed his mind, the idea of that. How could it not have crossed his mind, the idea that they would do that? But I, I don't know that I think he's really, really been planning for it. Uh, I, I guess I don't really, I don't really see him as being that calculating and cunning. I kind of see him as being more impa like impetuous and impatient and like mm. he just does a thing and he just writes a letter off to like bring them over. Like I, I don't know that he's thought 10 years down the road. That's kind true. Also in the chat, uh, AK and uh, Jess B say they that he respected the hell out of her and he was impressed by that. And you know what? Maybe that's the moment he fell in love. <laughs> he's like, but, uh, he looks like he's about to kill her. But he's actually thinking, I'm going to marry that 15-year-old. 
God, that's terrible. But no, that, that might honestly have been what he thought. He might have looked at her and been like, oh, she's worthy. She's of, a dragon. Of, you know, and that might that might be the moment where he like really starts to put serious thought into like, I'm going to try to cultivate this. And so then we're going to see him making more deliberate eyes at her. Cultivate is a word for that, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, cultivate. Um, <laughs> I also he also didn't leave Dragonstone. He just he just stayed there. He just gave the egg back, and I guess that was the whole point. I also loved that he knows Viserys so well that he knew that his letter would be so so it would get him so angry he would personally come to Dragonstone. And Damon's like, yeah. "Where's the king?" It's like because I know this. What I wrote was just so trolly. He would not resist coming here to show to show me up. Yeah. I'm also curious how they knew he stole a dragon egg, like um, that he. Uh, the dragon guessing, keepers from the volcano. Oh, I'm guess. Oh, I'm guessing that Damon came to maybe. I guess to maybe. Maybe they were at the dragon pit, or maybe it was on Dragonstone. But maybe he left and like went and did the thing, and he showed up there. And the dragon keepers were like, "Um, what are you doing?" Mm -hmm. He said, "I'm Prince Damon. I'm taking this dragon egg. Goodbye." And they couldn't do anything because that's who that is. But I'm guessing he just he didn't do it secretly. He just came in and took it. Yeah, Damon doesn't but do I anything also, secret. But see, the other thing that like I think is interesting is that I think there must have been a cut scene then, because oh, think about how we saw yeah. the the we saw the stills of the preview for the episode. We saw Damon like holding and and like, we we saw multiple shots of him seeming like that's the scene of him collecting a dragon egg, the sticky egg, the one that's uh, yeah, the sticky egg. Ugh. So I think we just got a scene cut of him collecting that egg potentially, um, but maybe he interacts with an egg again later, but I, I, it doesn't seem like that would be the case. Unless those are um, eggs for future kids. Yeah, yeah. What if that's I, I would be I would Bela. be interested in his, his, what's his hair length there, if we compare his hair, is that, that's the how they orient it. <laughs> I don't remember if Damon had short hair, medium hair, or long hair in that scene. He had long hair from what I remember from the still. Um, okay. when, he, when he reached into the egg goo, um, okay. it did look like he was wearing the same thing. I think I'm, I, in the trailer or the teaser analysis, I think I said it was this. It looked the same, but then again, apparently I can't tell when his his wig is long or short or medium. Yeah. I guess. Um, I I would be I would wonder if that ends up being uh, Bela Arena or even in the far future Aegon, like yeah. uh, the other the other Aegon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, no, they probably end the season with them getting married. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, so, I would... No, I, I don't... I, I don't I, th I don't think so. I think they I mean, do have they, the marriage scene. We've seen it with the blood stuff, so it does happen at some point. Yeah, it happens. So I think we'll I think we'll have seen. I think Rhaenyra will have had had her children at the point mm. that, and they'll be have, be fairly grown at that point. I don't um, think Damon would go in there and get eggs for the strong boys, but he might for his own. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, he wouldn't go for 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 her her kids, her first marriage children at all. But no, yeah, he he would. You know, want to get one for his daughters, so that's an opportunity. Um, there's a couple t chances, but I, I would say my call right now is that I think that perhaps that was a cut scene, which is a shame because that looked like a really cool scene with the dragon roaring and Damon has the torch and he's going by and grabbing it and running out like yeah. Indiana Jones in a volcano. That's a really cool scene. I would leave yeah. that in. Yeah, yeah. I I only. I guess they just didn't want to cut anything else, but like they had a little extra time. This episode wasn't that long. It was, you know, on the you know medium short end. What was it, fifty six minutes, fifty four minutes, something mm. like that. 
And um, but it yeah, wasn't there an were hour. a couple things they could have cut. Like they, I guess they, what did they linger on quite a bit? Um, the Rainies and Rhaenyra scene went on for a little bit longer than I thought it would. And they also, they had a couple of shots of, uh, of Rainies just sort of like haunting the castle, just sort of walking yeah. around and staring at things. It was like, uh, I don't know. I think if, if you don't, if that's not literally from a different point in the story, I would have rather had Damon in Dragonmont than um, than Rainey's haunting the Red Keep, or they could have oh, cut no. down some other stuff. Yeah, I think that I mean, sometimes it's a matter of like, well, they have to cut five things down for one scene, or just leave the five scenes and cut one scene out. You know, sometimes mm. it's maybe that difference because it isn't just the rainy stuff they'd have to cut down. That's true. They probably have they have to take they have to take slivers off of maybe like Lena. all the scene. You know, yeah, there's like a bunch of things they might have had to cut from, and I don't know what what they would prioritize, but. I would rather have seen an extended scene with Viserys and Lena than Damon going to take the dragon egg. So I would have mm. made the same call if it was between the Lena scene and um, Damon. Um, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna cross my fingers and hope that that's for a different set of kids. Mm -hmm. That after yeah, he just... ends up uh, marrying somebody else, um, yeah. that he just goes and gets them dragon eggs. Although I don't actually know if Bela and Reyna's dra Mallory, you're in the chat. Are Baina and are Bela and Reyna's uh, eggs uh, newly hatched, or do they take existing dragons? Well, well Reyna specifically takes a bunch of eggs with her when she goes to the Vale. Mm. Um, like that's part of her thing is like trying to hatch dragons. So like definitely, dragon eggs will be very relevant for those two girls. Oh, it'll be funny if he's stealing them for her. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Dad, I need some dragon eggs. Can you go into the dragon mont for me? All right, cool. I'll be back. Uh, San Rixian does have the good point that the CGI for those shots that we saw in the trailer of him with the dragons is finished, so that would make it hard, weirder for them to cut that with the amount of money. Yeah. Expensive, um, not not unprecedented, not impossible, but less likely, perhaps. That's true. Um, let's see here. What else we got here? Um, anything on your mind or anything in the chat, you guys? I guess. Well, actually, I have two. I, I have two thoughts about the dragon egg thing. Okay. When, I, when I think about it, the egg he was took was like a sticky, messy looking egg, right? Mm -hmm. And like, but the egg he had, when he, it was all cleaned up when he had it, and it was taken out to be given to Prince Balon already. So would that egg have really still been like a wild looking dragon egg? Mm. You know, like that was that a very egg clean looking egg. Yeah, like yeah, it makes sense to clean it up, but also like if he was taking. The egg that was meant for Prince Balon, then maybe that egg wouldn't have been so messy after. So maybe it does point to it being another dragon egg claiming scene later. Perhaps. That's true. That could be. Uh, that could be what's going on. Um, I think the grossest thing in the episode, other than the crab feeder, was definitely the hand and maggots. Like, what the hell? Uh, yeah. I think this this makes me wonder again about the thing that we talked about. Um, on your stream yesterday about if if melos is a bad healer or an intentionally bad healer everyone in that room seemed to think the maggots was a bad idea Otto literally well, like looks at it and goes like what are you doing that's that's a real thing that still happens today it's a real scientific I know, but they technology didn't like it. 
No, they didn't like it, but I don't know that he was that was I don't know that that was him being a bad healer right there. You know, just mm. because that is like that is real science that people do that. So what, whether he just kind of like everyone, if you if you make a hundred guesses, you'll get right one or two times. Like it might <laughs> just be like he happened to get something right, but um, yeah, not I I, I think that. That to me, that wasn't an example of him being an inferior maester. Mm. Although the setting of the scene told you he was, even if it, even yeah. if it's not literally <laughs> true. Like when you have Otto yeah. Hightower giving him the side eye about what he's doing, and also, um, I also, oh, we already talked about Melos versus Otto, um, dissension in the ranks. I think my other favorite council scene was when uh, Cordis comes in shouting and he's like, what about my ships? What about my men? And Lord Beesbury speaks up and Coley's actually yeah. turns his head to speak at him. Like, uh, Beesbury's like, whoa, hey, come on, man. We're just, I'm just talking here. Don't take it out on me. It was it was like, I wonder if that's kind of Beesbury's life, that he's used to people not really listening to him. And he's just kind of like adding accounting facts and he's not like, nobody really challenges him on anything. I like it that Master of Coin is the one that goes, it would be incalculable. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, What's he your knows. job, man? <laughs> yeah, you should be able to calculate the cost of this. Mm. Also, they also, <laughs> they end up cutting off Viserys' fingers anyway. Yes. So he they must, sure do. He must also have the thing on his back. So he's got two open wounds at the same time. Or, or unless they cauterize it. So I guess only one. Yeah. But yeah, I, it is. It does speak to like I know they're saying that oh, it's his, the bad humor, it's the stress, it's all that. <laughs> but like realistically, like is it his one good call? What, what, would that happen if someone cut themselves on a random sword on the Iron Throne? Is that a normal thing to happen to someone? Like I, I know you can get like tetanus and stuff like that from metal. Like I <laughs> maybe that's just normal, but I think it's very weird um, that. It's that bad for him. Oh. Like, but oh. I, I don't know. But I don't think Otto, I don't think anyone has any reason to try to take Viserys out, you know? So I don't think there's any reason to really assume any type of nefarious things are going mm. on. Also, Mallory tells us that Bela claimed Moondancer. Sure did. Okay. So maybe not her egg. Yeah, yeah. But still, Reyna prayed over multiple eggs and so I mean, she, he would have wanted that um yeah although i guess i mean she claimed moon dancer but i i guess i still i would be curious like i see that moon dancer wasn't large enough to carry a 13 year old in 129 which makes it seem like she's a pretty pretty, pretty young, young dragon, dragon. Yeah. like that seems very young or like she's very slow that makes it seem like bela did hatch her dragon to me like mm. she claimed it but that 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 the fact that at 13 years old bela could not ride her dragon but a year later that makes me think that she hatched her dragon when she was like you know 10 you know early because danny could ride drogon pretty quickly um, True, but, but then if Drogon but, was allowed to go out and yeah, eat whatever yeah. he wanted. Yeah, Moon Dancer could be a, a runt of the litter, you know, just a smaller dragon as well. Like just like we're seeing this the variety, we could also mm -hmm. just see that some dragons are small. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, we're gonna find out more about the dragons, I guess. We haven't even seen Melee's yes. Vagar was was name dropped, but did not show up. Sea Smoke is off screen, um, so quite a lot of dragons left to go. I think they said they're gonna put nine in this season. Was that the number? 
something like that oh yeah it was something like that and then like 17 total but yeah. yeah we wouldn't see all of them in season one yeah something like that but i don't remember exactly i remember the 17 d- digit but not the one for this season Ooh, Mallory saying, ad- mm-hmm. oh sorry a uh, moon dancer was born in 128 ac so a very new dragon yeah. so quite possible yeah. that ba- that bela did hatch it yeah, but not an not a cradle egg, dra- like not hatched yeah. that young. Like, I, yeah, it took her a while to hatch it. And whether I, I tend to think that that was Bela's egg that hatched and then was her dragon. But mm-hmm. I, it has to th- be possible that a dragon hatched and then Bela claimed that young dragon, and it wasn't actually ever her cradle egg or her egg as a young child. You know, <laughs> Curtis Frank saying he saw a lot of sea smoke on screen in this episode. Oh, that was an Aziz level pun if I ever saw yeah. it. The mist over Dragonstone. Yeah. That was kind of um, crazy. I was I was watching that and I knew it was gonna be Rhaenyra coming up because we'd seen the preview thing. And I was like, she is coming in real low through that mist. Like if, she, yeah. if this was like Looney Tunes, she was gonna hit that thing and just like slide slowly down it. Like that was a dangerous move from her. I know. I'm like, I was just picturing like just a slight incalculation or like something <laughs> just goes a little wrong and she just takes everyone out just on accident. It's like, whoops, sorry. Didn't mean to just claw five of your men off the bridge. <laughs> Like they literally splat into it. Like Rhaenyra dies, and Damon goes like, I don't know, air for six months, toasts himself. Yeah. I'm air again, guys. Let's do this. I, did, I had that thought when like they didn't they cut away when Rhaenyra had to get off of her dragon and onto mm. the the wall. You know, I was like, how is this gonna work? Like, how is she gonna Did she shimmy walk down? down the dragon? Yeah, I, yeah. I was picturing like the idea of like she tries to get down and she just like stumbles and falls. Off That's what to I would do. Tomb. <laughs> I guess she's practiced, uh, though. I mean, they established yeah, in the first no, episode yeah. that she we, rides Cyrax quite often. Yeah, if we saw her get down, you know, off the dragon. There's just such tight quarters there for her to shimmy down. <laughs> Very much so. And uh, also broke the thing when it landed. Apparently, they've repaired that yeah. by the time we got to Jon Snow and Davos. I did not see <laughs> that, that damage on Dragonstone then. Like, dragon damage yeah. must suck. Like, the upkeep on that. Yeah, I know. I'm probably people that manage dragons are like, come on, you could have landed on a rock. You didn't have to land on the wall. Mm. Also in that in that scene, I also love seeing Otto finally unleash what he actually thinks about Damon, where he just starts shouting at him. He's basically calling him a shithead. He's really laying it out, and he's been so controlled up to this point, even when Damon provoked him about his uh, his late wife, he didn't actually say anything. He just kind of stood up and glared at him. This time, he's like, I'm not holding back, man. I'm coming at you. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you have Caraxes. No. Oh, shit. No. I don't know how he didn't, like, what did he think? I don't know what he was trying he... to do. What was his plan? Why did he go? Yeah. I think I get I I think he just thought okay I'm not gonna die but I'm gonna make this relationship blow up like, like he worse? maybe thought yeah uh. like he's like I'm just gonna like poke at this and make this situation devolve because he was confident enough that Damon wouldn't be foolish enough to just kill him that like that's what it was I think he I mean he was definitely gambling that I think he, he was trying get to get Damon to do it which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah, it seems like he was trying, he's trying to get Damon to do something that'll get Damon in more trouble. But it seems like if you're trying to instigate Damon, maybe you don't go to the front of the group and, and Let be Kristen the one Cole instigated. go first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and because and especially because if, da- if Otto wasn't there, Damon might have escalated it, you know, like mm. there, there's a there's like a sweet spot that he might have like found where Damon would feel powerful enough to like lash out, but but uh clearly 
That did not work out. I don't want to think about Damon's sweet spot, okay? Like, <laughs> gonna leave that one alone there. Uh, I also enjoyed that they pulled the uh, the joke from um, uh, Dick on Tarly, where they called him Crispin, Col uh, Crispin uh, Cole. Yeah, Crispin Cole, yes. I'm never calling him Christian Crispin. again. He is Crispin. <laughs> Crispin, Crispin the Crispy. Christian had a good snap back at him, though. Instantly, Ooh, yeah. he was pretty quick on his feet. He's like, "You didn't. You knew who I was when I knocked you off your horse." I was like, "Good for you, Christian." He Damon actually respected it. the. He respected the shit talk coming back. He's like, "All right, all right, yeah, you got it, kid." Yeah. Yes. Apparently, the only people he respects are those that troll as hard as he does. <laughs> and Damon yeah. just trolls all the time. He's like literally just a kid posting angry memes on Twitter, except they happen <laughs> to go to the king. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see here what else we got um i liked i liked to have a series his response to uh his response to Corley's. he's like oh, what an aspirant picture of my reign you've painted yeah and he's like, <laughs> like yeah it's accurate though yeah right i is trying to like laugh it all off and you're not like, saying no, a man. bad king right hey they're like, they're like yeah that is what we're saying actually you got us exactly right <laughs> rainy sister comes back and says accurate accurate sir yeah my liege, you suck at this. Uh, I thought that was a really good character moment for Viserys because it really does show how um, he really does feel bullied by everyone in his life and he doesn't know what to do about it. And it's not even that he doesn't have Balerion anymore. It's just a personal problem. Everything Damon said in front of him in the throne continues to come true. I mean, I agree with Corlys and Rhaenys that the marriage pact should be with the Valarians for the safety of the realm. But it's also not true that Rhaenys and Corlys just bullied him into almost marrying their 12-year-old daughter by threatening to withhold ships, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Leeches I agree on him. with that. Yeah. I think there's like a strong theme throughout the episode of people feeling small because of other people. Because you see Rhaenyra feels that way, despite Ooh. her roles. Rhaenyra feels that way. Viserys feels that way. Damon feels that way. Corlys feels that way. Alice, everyone in this episode feels small despite having their own power over other people. Like they're, they're, they, they, are, they feel small and they make other people feel small. I actually, uh, I just remembered something I wanted to say. Um, what how Viserys treated Rhaenyra is exactly how he treats Damon. He did the exact same things to her in this episode that Damon complain, complained about. Rhaenyra tries to speak up in the small council and he basically tells her to go do her homework. Um, and also the scene where she's leaving is identical to the one where Damon leaves after being dismissed after the um the chopping off of all the limbs. Like almost exactly to a T. It's night the the lighting is night versus day, but the the framing's exactly the same. Also, um Rhaenyra is also making the the same claim that Damon did, where she's like, when he scolds her, like, I didn't give you permission. I didn't the crown didn't say go to Dragonstone. I didn't say bring a dragon. And she basically says back, like, I got it done. I I protected you. I helped you. I did what Otto couldn't, which is exactly the same thing Damon said he would do for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Viserys does not really do much for his heirs. No. Like, he just doesn't really seem to to do, you know, we still have, like, I thought maybe we would have started to see Rhaenyra having lessons, practicing statecraft, some scenes of that, and we're seeing her make decisions. We saw her name the Kingsguard, but we haven't really seen that he's trying to prepare her to be queen. No. Even the thing, the dinner scene, where it's like, all right, we'll finally talk about this. 
and then they don't talk about the fact that mm. uh, Emma's dead. And then Rhaenyra brings up the thing about the Kingsguard, and he like gives her a little pat on the head, like, "Good job, Rhaenyra. You did the stupid grunt work I didn't want to do." And then uh, she tries to bring up the thing in the small council, and he just goes like, "You'll learn." And it's like, D "When?" Yeah, when? Like, we're supposed to be talking this out right now. I'm trying to tell you that. I, yeah, exactly. It was, he just, he was not listening to her at all. At all. If he's going to um, teach, he has to actually teach. You can't correct. You have to also show her what you're expecting her to do. And Rainey's yes. instead was her teacher this episode. Rainey's was the one actually being like, I'll show you how to be queen by pissing you off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. She did guide Rhaenyra more in that scene than Viserys really has at all episode. that we've seen. Yeah, that we've seen on camera at least. And he, al she also did. I mean, this is the thing. Um, I was confused by this at first, but after watching it a second time, I was like, "Oh, this makes sense now." Rhaenyra's like, "Oh, you're just trying to make me angry." And Ra and Rhaenys kind of looks back at her and says, "Like, no, that's not what I'm doing." And she's exactly right. She was treating her as the future heir she was treating her as a future monarch instead of as the little girl that viserys does yeah yeah she's doing what she wanted of, of not treating her like a little girl and not yeah. coddling her exactly she's doing what rainiera said she wanted from her father right it's there almost like rainies would have been the better monarch and it was a ha! huge mistake <laughs> to put viserys on the throne yeah yeah it's almost like she should have been the queen who should was. have been yeah yeah the queen who was i wish uh everyone's okay absolutely i also find it interesting that rainies is accurately calling there's a civil war coming like she has no she has no bones about it she's like it there will be a civil war if you ever try and yeah. take the throne yeah i think she's i mean she's seeing it and i mean she's even saying like if lena marries viserys and they have kids together mm -hmm. our my grandkids are going to be against you like that's also what she's like because at that point that she says that she thinks that she might you know her grandkids might be these future heirs that are going to disinherit Rhaenyra mm. so she's saying hey look my grandson's going to come ahead of you of course it doesn't work out for Rhaenys but that's what she's thinking I think that's the plan there um even more than Allison even, any more than anyone in her life yeah Rhaenys was at least being real with her about her, the state of her life nobody else was mm -hmm. everyone else was playing her Rhaenys was also playing her but at least she was using the truth to do it yeah Way to go, Rainey's. I, I continue to think she's awesome. As much as yeah, I said, I like, mean, they could have cut down the scene, I still really like her as a character. What they're doing, yeah. and Eve Best is playing it perfectly. Yes, she is. She's got so much, like, sass and personality in every look that she gives to someone. Um, mm. Definitely. The look she gives Corley's every time, like, I am, you are, we are the perfect couple. We are the power couple. The, um... <laughs> <laughs> every single time it's it's their chemistry is really good and actually have you seen they've seen it in interviews too like they actually do have great chemistry steven tucson and uh eve best it's kind of even steve <laughs> yeah steve steve steven no yeah aziz is calling him even steven <laughs> estefan estefan yeah i was into, i was we were appreciating that it's even steven and emily Ooh. for emma for, for like emily that. and millie yeah even steven emily <laughs> <laughs> but uh I'm really sad to lose our young Alicent and young Rhaenyra. I really like their acting. I'm going to be bummed to not have Millie Alcock anymore. I have to say already, like, I know we got episodes to go with them, mm. but I'm already like, no, keep young Rhaenyra. I wonder if they'll plan for future seasons to have them come back as flashbacks like they do with The Crown. Yeah. See, I would really love it. I kind of feel like they won't, but I personally am rooting for it and think that 
it just would make sense. It would be cool, especially if they're like these are these these young versions of them are really popular. They might mm. be more likely to do it. But no, I, I feel like there might be a reason why they would want to at some point give a little flashback to some moment. It's I, you know I, I can't think of what scene I think that they would need to flash back to, but I would be on board with that. I would like to see it too. Also, a super chat here from Morley coming through in the clutch again. Uh, thanks, Mora. Um, goes back to what Damon stated that was the dragons that made us kings, that it takes dragons in order to make folks fear them and not just their ability to rule. That's a really good point. Yeah, Viserys, even that, that I think that's one of the ironies of Viserys. He had Balerion, the, the Black Dread, and he apparently has been kind of a fail king the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we don't see people who, who have tamed multiple dragons, you know? And so you might think, oh, well, Viserys is the king. Why didn't he do that? Well, we're seeing why he didn't try to tame a second dragon, if it's possible. He's barely scared just... of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you, you, it is something that you wonder that if you lose your dragon pretty early in life, why you might not. And if you, if it's possible for you to even tame another dragon. I feel like it's possible to have two dragons. Mm. I, th I, think if one, I think if your dragon dies and you decide to tame a second dragon, you could. I don't think you're just like, they're like, they smell you. They're like, you were claimed by someone already. You no. smell like Balerion. No yeah, way. Yeah, like, I, I don't think that. I think that if he had chosen to, to tame someone else, he could have. Or like uh, you, you ride one dragon and you go to see the other one and it smells the other <laughs> dragon on you and it gets all pissed off. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, this is the this is the the thought process <laughs> that Sanrixian wants to be thinking about. The, <laughs> the dynamics of owning different dragons. Um Oh yeah, Danny had well, Danny had three dragons, but yeah, she, she really only ride rode, she, yeah, she really just yeah. rode Drogon. Yeah, I see Egg Six says both Aegon and Rhaenyra believed you could hatch a second. Mm. And so yeah, I, you know, we just we just don't see that on on screen or on page at any point someone going from, you know, it's just it's pretty rare that someone loses their dragon and then continues their life and has a long life after that, you know, like oftentimes if they lost their dragon, they died too. Mm. Uh, Egg Six asking what uh dragons smell like. You know what? It's almost mm -hmm. like someone made a pretty good short about that today. You guys should check out if you haven't. I answer that very question. Not good mm -hmm. is the answer. Not great. <laughs> uh, I think the only thing we haven't talked about is the ending scene where we finally got to see High Tide. We saw Corley sitting down with Damon and hatching their um, their plan for the crab feeder. And I think this this scene actually goes to what you're talking about, like I, that you don't think that Damon is that schemey because he really has no idea what Corlys has asked him here for. He's like, "What am yeah. I even doing here, man? Like, what do you want?" It's like, you, yeah, you, you don't think Corlys Hilarion yeah. might have a reason to talk to the Rogue Prince? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it really does seem like Damon does not have a clue about what's going on, like what, what Corlys has planned. You're right. Mm. And to go through the scene, basically Corlys makes this whole big speech about how like second sons don't get anything, even though Corlys, you are not a second son. You are the most powerful High Lord in Westeros. Uh, he, he just makes... his his house is the second son to House Targaryen. I, I guess you know, so. Is what it's he like... feels. He's like House Velaryon is second fiddle, despite us feeling like we are more more prestigious in actuality or whatever he's saying about. It their is age. a tenuous 
uh, way to relate to Damon Figer. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. But I, but clearly, I mean, I, he's doing it specifically trying yeah. to relate to Damon. I don't think it's I don't think it's tenuous on the part of the writers. I think it's tenuous on the part of, of Corley's Corley. trying to reach him. Yeah, he's like, oh god, I gotta find something to relate to with Damon. Shit, what do we have in common? Uh, we both are uh, ambitious, and Damon's like, I guess so, kind of. Yeah. He's like, I'm like, he's like, Damon's like, I'm not really ambitious in the same way that you're ambitious. Yeah, and Damon is like ambitious for praise and like for people to care about who he is and Corlys wants the actual power and Damon's wants, ambitious no. for uh Viserys's love and that's kind of yeah all we've really yeah. seen um I also really enjoyed the the idea that <laughs> this entire episode Corlys was complaining about Damon he's like <laughs> you haven't done shit about Damon he's still on Dragonstone you got to get that creep out of there everyone thinks you're weak for not doing it and he's like listen Damon I think we're best friends. I think we get each other. <laughs> if only Damon could have been hiding in the walls listening to the small council the entire time. But the 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 art the the pitch he makes is kind of interesting. Obviously we know where this is going. He's pitching Damon to go down and fight the crab feeder, but it's what he's selling Damon is really insubstantial for what he's saying. Clearly we we Corley says explain why he wants this. He's losing ships. If he loses his trade routes, he loses his wealth. He loses his power. The Valarians don't have anything else. He could lose Spice Town and Hull. It all makes sense. What is Corley? Well, I mean, what is Damon getting out of this? Yeah, no, that's which why he's like playing it up. He's like, you get prestige, you get respect, you mm -hmm. get you get to show off all that. You know, he's playing up that the Damon isn't really gonna. He isn't really playing up the material things that Damon is gonna get from it. He's playing up how cool he's gonna look. Basically, he yeah. He does this. Yeah, he's like, look, man, like we're gonna People pull off something. You. Yeah, Will and they? that's the right. I think that's the right string to pull. I mean, I think I think it does get him some respect. It like, does I, in I think a way. It, it does. It adds to his hype. Everyone's like, hey, you know, I I, I think it, it works. I for think him. I think the problem is going to be um, they mentioned this early in the episode. Good writing that they did this, where Corlys is talking about, well, we can just go kill pirates. Why would that make war with the the triarchy? Obviously, Corlys knows why. But then Viserys is like, well, who do you think is giving them their ships and their tinder? It's going to be the same thing in reverse. Damon's not going to get that much respect because clearly the entire court's going to go, well, he's just being played by Corlys. He's clearly yeah. playing the rogue prince like a puppet to get him to go down and fight the pirates for him. It's going to yeah. make him not look yeah. as respectful as he wants. It's going to make him look like a tool. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He might, I, I think I think that'll be the case for some people. But for mm. some people will be tricked or will fall for, oh, look at cool Damon who, who, who conquered the Stepstones. And other people will be like, oh, look at how well Corley's played Damon. So but, just kind of, you know, like Otto might look at it the way you're saying, mm. but random gold cloak or random person yeah. is going to be like, Damon's cool, man. Random gold like, cloak number five in favor. Yeah. Thumbs up, guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's also kind of the, the fact that being king of the Stepstones is a terrible title. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like he's going to become king of the Stormlands or he's going to take over the, the veil using Well, he Ray, hasn't even. Ray Royce. He hasn't. He hasn't used that as a sweetening pot for Damon. They no, have not, not brought up the idea that they're going to do anything. The basic idea they brought was just kill. Let's stop this and kill them. Like that, they didn't say anything like let's keep the stepstones or let's do anything with it. I imagine I it just isn't even clear like if Damon's going to come up with that idea himself. Is someone Probably else not. going to suggest it to him? You know, like that 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 is not clear yet. 
And it also kind of works with um, Rhaenyra's thing at the beginning. Remember during the Kristen, or I'm sorry, the Crispin Cole uh, yeah. scene where she's like, which one of these men has seen war? Which one of these men has actually been in battle? Well, Damon's now going to be one of the few in the realm that actually has. He's going to go down and kill pirates for like 10 years. And he's going to come back and be able to point at everyone else in the room and say, have you been to war? Have you been to war? Have you been to war? No, I have. You yeah, got that's nothing. That's true. It's yeah, yeah, you're right. It absolutely comes back to what Rainier was saying about prizing, you know, actual experience. That Not I didn't think about that, night, but yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That it, it will it attract will her that. maybe a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Rainier, it will do. That's also true. Rainier will be like, oh, Damon's battle blooded. Nice. Oh. <laughs> You don't like that. You don't like any way I describe Damon. Battle so, yeah, I blooded. Just... I don't like that phrase. <laughs> Sorry, battle burns as he's gonna burn everyone as well. Uh, she's battle got a blackened. Thing for How's that? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, she kind of takes after, or Danny takes after her in that regard. They oh, like a, a little bit of a bad yeah. boy fighter type person. Yeah, they mm -hmm. like a little danger, an edge to their men. Her Dario. <laughs> oh no. <Yeah. laughs> Dario Harris somehow makes his way into House of the Dragon. Actually, Crab Feeder uh, with his crazy getup. I sort so of thought like dark dario oh yeah you know so i have a question so do you think that kragas that he is he burned is he recovered from the grayscale i can't really tell i thought burned at first but then in the in, uh, looking at the the closer look at him in this episode it almost did look like he had recovered from grayscale mm. but i could also imagine there are other diseases that he could have gotten that are you know like it might be a third option and not either of those uh, we I think we talked about this yesterday where we were not sure if Damon gave him the burns or not, or me and Robert. I forget which one of us. I've been on so many podcasts lately. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we, yeah, we were wondering if that was after yeah, yeah. the battle. Clearly, he looked like that going Before. into the battle. He already looked but like yeah, a just, nightmare. Yeah, he already had a nightmare. That's a good description for him. He does look like a nightmare. He's very, very creepy. Um, and so, yeah, he's you know lives in Essos, and so he would live... He, he could have gone near the Rhoyne, and he could have gotten grayscale conceivably as a pirate like if someone who travels around could have gotten this terrible disease or maybe hear me out on this go with me <laughs> maybe he's like a batman villain and it's all crab damage on his face so now he has become the crab like <laughs> like some kind of crazy super villain like batman going out into the cave and all the bats came around he's like i fear the crabs i shall become I them Oh yeah, I see. I see. Happy Masquerader says that Alt Shift X's theory is that Crab oh, Feeder is, is horribly <laughs> scarred from being fed oh, he's on probably by streaming crabs. At the same time, so that's hilarious. That is a funny idea. Let's. I think we should do a poll and say, "Great is 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 Crags is is right, Crab Feeder, Grayscale Fire." If you can do three options, add the crabs on. But otherwise, I don't know how many options. I can add do, options. I, okay, yeah. Let's do the three options then: crabs, Grayscale, or fire. <laughs> crabs <laughs> does he have crabs grayscale <laughs> fire there we go pull in the chat if you guys are watching um oh, oh yeah the x says simpsons did it that's what happened to that's what happens to um to uh Ooh. the sea captain right he's he was attacked by the something in the sea i think if i remember correctly i, I don't never think watched it was much crabs of the Simpsons. Crap, 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 crap. Captain. Pinchy, 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 pinchy. 
was, he, he just kind of looks ridiculous. He's also wearing like very modern looking high waisted pants with like no shirt on it. And it's like he literally looks like he's out of the WWE. Like I yeah. can see that guy being like flying like off the side of a of a ring and like trying to do a body press on somebody. As he also looks very weird when he's doing the hammering. Like it's like this it looks like the first time that guy had ever tried to hammer anything. It was a little strange looking. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm it's kind of weird that they're making him to be the villain. Like no redeeming quality of crab feeder. He is just a total piece. Uh, just a total piece of shit. Nobody's going to like him. He's going to do horrible things. Actually, his introduction is literally that he feeds people to crab. So I don't know how much worse they can get at this point. Like, whoa. Mm. this is already pretty bad. <laughs> this is a bad start for the character yeah that i i wonder i mean obviously we think if, if we think there's a world in which he was attacked by crabs and now attacks people with crabs <laughs> that makes him a little bit more complex to me than he's just attacking people with crabs i guess <laughs> <laughs> sorry it sounds very ludicrous when you say that that's why he i become crabs. one with the crabs and, and that's that really is the batman type like yeah. super villain type of type of uh reasoning behind things like i was attacked by the crabs and now i will attack you <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty amazing um the other thing that's kind of a little crazy about what's going on with the crab feeder is um kind of his mask and again it, it really does look like a a harpy's mask like one of the ones from game of thrones one of the harpy sons with like the the weird little, it looks like a melted version on his face but i also wonder if they're going if they're having him wear it because i don't remember that from fire and blood he gets like one line anyway so i guess they're just making it all up but i wonder if there's that guy in the movie kingdom of heaven there's a king that wears a mask because he has leprosy um king something somebody in the chat's gonna know this because everybody in this fandom except me knows king of kingdom of heaven by heart um but Archibald or Baldwin, King Baldwin or something like that. Mm. I wonder if they're going to have, if it's like a play on that. I don't know otherwise why you would introduce somebody that looks so clearly like a comic book villain. Yeah, I mean, I, I for me, I'm like, they clearly took the iconography of the Sons of the Harpy mask. Yeah. Like, it looks so much like it. And I don't know if they were like, eh essos like we want to make people know that this is essos like uh, what is the reasoning like has he maybe been all the way to slaver's bay and he brought something from there like he's a pirate who's traveled far around so like perhaps it speaks to him being well traveled but it really looks a lot like that son of the harpy mask that i'm like i don't know how they could have not done it on purpose like it feels deliberate i feel like we're gonna get like again like a batman villain thing he's be like when I became the crab, I put on the mask. And it was the mask I took from the man who pushed me into the vat of crabs. This is his mask, and that's why I wear it to remind me of the of the <laughs> who I used to be or something stupid like that. <laughs> uh, oh, Baldwin the Fourth, thank you. Oh King Baldwin the Fourth. Um mm. That's the only thing I remember from Kingdom of Heaven. The fact that there's a guy wearing a leprosy mask, mostly because it comes up all the time in Crusader Kings. Characters are constantly wearing those masks after they get disfigured. And it's the mm. only time I've actually seen it in, in media that somebody was wearing it, other than like 
the man in the iron mask or something but that wasn't even oh. that wasn't even the reason all right so we got That's the pole going. i guess the other ma- the other example i can think of where they wore a mask was that it's like was that show peaky blinders i think they had like mm. a, a, a scarred man who wore a mask and i guess does phantom of the opera count or something like that i guess <laughs> so just, uh, oh what I, if just in terms of the idea of like a scarred person putting on a mask to cover i want it. him to do um phantom of the opera stuff like he just starts singing a battle in the middle of the, middle of the <laughs> war <laughs> Oh man, that would be such an interesting choice if they had in the middle of this war like that. If he just started singing, I I I'll, I would love it. I know a lot of people would absolutely hate that idea though, but that's delightful. I just want to have I, I, I want to have some fun because there's not a lot of yeah. fun to be had in the show. It's it's very serious. Yes, um, it is. This episode was a little I, I had a less had less humor than episode one, I think. But it had iron ironic humor. The idea yeah. of Viserys going like too too young, and then the thing about Lena being a dragon girl that was pretty funny. I don't think they meant it to be, but it it was probably just meant to be kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it was. I was. We, my the whole room I was in, we were laughing at the scene with Viserys and Lena, especially yeah. because the, the person that we saw, one of the people again, I said we we've been watching it with our unsullied friend, mm-hmm. and she had very extreme reactions. She was like, no. No, they're not really, really, you know, like she's reacting very vocally. And then she's like, but she's so tiny, you know? So I, we had a little bit of extra humor in our viewing based mm-hmm. on an unsullied reaction to various things. That's probably one of my favorite things about the Game of Thrones, the House of oh. the Dragon experience is getting to view it from you know virgin eyes from eyes that don't know anything about it um, living living vicariously through them it can be very fun especially because the first time i saw that scene through i heard the balerian stuff and that's all i was thinking about on my second <laughs> viewing i went back through i'm like this is a pretty ridiculous scene just like on its face of it. and then i started <laughs> laughing also um, sanrixi in the chat is now uh <laughs> changing the lines from phantom of the opera songs to be about the crab feeder <laughs> This is what I'm all about. Uh, somebody get Angelina, um, the Lindsay Ellis's um, editor. She's the one that's obsessed with Phantom of the Opera. This is which. This is her content. This is what she will do. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll need to. We'll need to grab some video footage of that of of Kragus and just cut it to that song, perhaps. There we'll you go. Put it on we... Twitter. Get a million likes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I might honestly do that depending on how Kragus goes next episode. It won't be the great best week for me to do quick edits like that. So hopefully someone, mm-hmm. no one beats me to it. But uh, we're think, doing our watch party. So I I'll think you're probably busy. okay cornering the Kragus Phantom of the Opera niche. If somebody beats know. you we'll to see. that. <laughs> uh, the, oh. the polls come in. 54% crabs. That's why Crab oh. looks that way. 24% grayscale, 22% fire. Interesting. I'm, oh. I should have added another option for he's um, related he to Kane. He was born that way. <laughs> no, he was uh, born that way. <laughs> related to the wrestler Kane because he's wearing, oh. it's like a gold Kane mask that he's wearing. Like Paul Bearer's out there hyping him up as he's getting into the ring. Again, yeah, he kind of, like, like I said, he looks like a wrestler. It's kind of a weird thing. It's like he's wearing high-waisted slacks. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Something about you doesn't quite fit, Kragass. Um, he's also probably not going to be here this long um, in the show. No. They're they're hyping him up like quite a lot, but they're going to skip so much time that like maybe it's like one or two episodes where Damon's really struggling with him, and he's probably just going to be out of the show. I, I 
I guess I kind of felt like it would just be resolved basically, if not by the end of the next episode, that mm. it would be resolved in the episode after that. So you write one or two episodes, Max. I don't, I can't imagine a world where it goes on for longer than two episodes. Really one and a half episodes is kind of what I picture. They're going to have to do a hard villain jump though, because there's nobody else set up. Like Damon's just sort of seemed like a petulant kind of a-hole but not really a villain Otto is a scheming villain but if you're looking for another guy like Kragas like like a Joffrey or a Ramsey they don't have anybody else set up for that role like uh, Eamon's a long way off yeah I think they probably just play up at that point the conflict between Alicent and Rhaenyra as mm. like Alicent being kind of the villain in Rhaenyra's life or you know what I mean like oh, I think they don't Laris. have a really obvious oh I forgot about Laris. Okay. Okay, yeah, I, I still don't know that we'll see that. I oh, I think we're gonna see Harwin soon because they're gonna do the uh, yeah. the going around the matches for Rhaenyra, and obviously Harwin's one of the suitors. Lionel pushes him forward, so we should see the Strong Brothers in the next few episodes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We'll see them. I I guess I I can't. I I don't know what I think Larys did that makes him seem like he would be like a villainous character right early on to you, right? He's like, a torturer. Okay, I guess we'll just cut to seem to torturing something like that. Yeah. I, I was trying to picture like an act that he did specifically, but okay, just torturing people. That's fair enough. If we just that's cut his thing. To... That's his job. Also, yeah, yeah. Fun fact: still no master of whispers. They are really holding that role open for Laris to take it. Nobody else. Yeah, yeah. No small council master of whispers. I don't think there is one until Laris gets on there, and that's that's kind of it. Is that does that mean that the, the little be two people, two how, members of House Strong on the small council, and no yeah. one's like? How well, no, imagine? no. Uh, Laris makes Lionel it after already... Lionel dies. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Then that then that makes more sense. So I guess so. I wonder who they're gonna kick out of the room for Laris. Like I guess Beesbury. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> um, they're gonna have to put another chair. They're gonna have to get another marble. I guess he's gonna take yeah, Lionel's yeah. marble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but they'll, but they'll need another master of. Uh, yeah, you, it would make sense that he would take Lionel's marble because it's the strong marble. Mm -hmm. Like it clearly is like for how strong. So like, yeah, that would make sense that he just takes his and that the new master of laws has a new marble made. If there for even them. is one, like there's a lot of kings yeah. that go without a master of laws. Okay, yeah, that's interesting that they might just not have all the seats filled. Um, yeah. Well, they don't have it now, so. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. They don't have it now. It's kind of, it'd be, I wonder what that means. He's going to be like, eh, I think we're good without laws. We need a torturer. So, you know, we can kind of get rid of that, that job for a bit. We're going to get Lair. We're going to let Laris just run wild on this city. <laughs> no, yeah. no trials, no, no justice. We're going full whispers. Um, yeah. I wonder what we'll call it, What will be the impetus to naming him? You know, like what, what, what lights a fire under them? You Literally know, lights to, a fire. Yeah, but do you, I mean, do you think that that is, is that what, what is the direct line of impetus? Like, then they do it? Like, I don't know. There, it I, is I really unexplained know. why he ends up on the side of the Greens. He's, yeah. He is such a mysterious character that they're going to have to, they're going to have to invent a reason for why he does what he does. And I don't know. It's, um, yeah. that would be certainly one thing he could do to be, make a great service to the crown. Uh, people, yeah. I mean, we're trying not to spoil it, uh, what we're yeah, talking yeah. about, okay, but yeah. uh, people in the chat, you know what we're talking about. Laris does something, something to prove his worth. It has mm -hmm. to be something big, too, because he's a nobody. He's just a mm. torturer. Mm. Let's yeah. see here. 
I win. Uh, I win another poll with crabs, so I'm beating you two to one. Was that? I, I guess. I guess. I guess you'll take. I guess you can take that. I'm I, thinking I'll, more I'll Ws. I, yeah, I was like, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have said that. I. I guess I technically voted for fire, but I would have been. I'm crabs. happy with any of them. I'm happy with. I would have been happy with any of the three answers. I don't feel strongly about that one at all. To mm. feel like you really got a win on me there. I'm I have saying to I got say. a win. You're feel competitive. You got a win, but not over me because I don't really feel like I was arguing strongly for any of it. But I, I, I kind of think the crabs thing is strange. Um, I, I, I probably I wouldn't have. Been, I would never have said crabs. So we'll see if it's crabs. I, I hope it's crabs, just because it will be incredibly stupid. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I yeah, that's incredible. That would be the dumbest thing they could put on screen, and I would enjoy every second of Kragas like, Crab was... Feeder explaining his origin story. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's kind of like it's less so the fact that it was crabs that did it, and it's more the fact that he would have to monologue to tell someone yes. about this. Like I that's the, the part crab. that's weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> does it, does he have a Batman voice? Did he used to have a different voice, and now he just lowers it after he put? Uh... I was nothing before I put on the mask. <laughs> He's like evil Batman. He's Crab Man. Oh. Also, Phantom of the Opera too. <laughs> I feel On the like... subject of, the, of accents, by the way. Oh yeah. I gotta say, I'm wearing a Mazaria shirt, but I'm not on board what with that, that accent. What I, was she's that a accent? Good a she's a good actress, too, so I feel more disappointed in it because like, the accent felt very direction. I don't know. It just didn't feel like a good accent to me. No, no shade to her. Love Sonoya Mizuno. Love her acting. Mm -hmm. Thought she was an amazing actress. Not a fan that was of the a accent. They, it was a choice that they made. And like she said, she does. She's not from anywhere in particular. So that's in very much is an accent that isn't from anywhere in particular. I guess. <laughs> I guess just... that that has to be the argument for why they chose it. It's like, well, you have to sound foreign, but like you're not from anywhere. It's like, yeah, okay, it... but then you kind of went for like. King's Landing English, kind of like a Scouser kind of thing, and then also yes. like extreme Far East thing, like uh, yeah. like a, like a crazy like I, I don't even know like an like an East Asian accent or something. It was like the yeah, two of them mixed yeah. together. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, I, I really don't love it. I definitely think it's just it's just generic, very generic foreign type of accent. And like I expect I expected a lot better from her. Yeah. Like again, I've seen her in many things, and she's always been very good. And she's done accents in other things I've seen her do, and they were not bad accents. I don't think that's really a fault on the part of the actress. I think the oversight should have been this is not working let's workshop this like i don't yeah. get how no one in the creative process thought that this accent didn't work like i, I don't get how that made it through <laughs> it was it was just crazy that's a directing problem that's definitely a directing problem no somebody sh or uh, a, a uh, kind of a when they first did the first line showrunner problem yeah like i think it's a showrunner i do think that's the kind of thing that it clearly it's a showrunner problem unless it worked for Ryan. Like if it just genuinely it? he loved it. I don't know exactly. I don't know how it could work you for anyone him. really. I know. Oh, I don't he won't answer that, that one. No, I don't want to ask about well, that. Absolutely not. You're joking. Maybe you but, can ask him uh, in a nice way. Like yeah. I really loved my Saria's accent. Where'd you get the idea for it? <laughs> Someone's gonna come in with the receipts from the stream. I was being two faced, but no. I, Ryan Condal will I, never I, see the stream. Uh, uh, no. Although Ryan, if you are like, hey, I'll Great do an work. interview. Yeah, hi. 
but yeah, that is exciting. We are interviewing Ryan Condal tomorrow. Yeah. It's not going to be live. We're just going to record it and edit it and release it like that. Sure. But uh, in a short interview, but we will be asking him some questions about canon and about the intro sequence and other topics like that. I want to ask him. I just. I also just want to ask him about like what he's into when it comes to a song of ice and fire. I don't have a good sense of him as like a fan. Like who are his favorite POVs? I've never heard him say anything stuff about like that. It. He just yeah, says I'm a fan. Yeah, he just says I'm a fan. So I would like to get a sense of him just for uh, for some of the things we want to talk to him about. Um, maybe mm. that's not the hard hitting questions people want, but I want to get a sense of our showrunner as someone who as what he likes in a song of ice and fire. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Like, what's his favorite POV? Yeah, something um, like that. I wanted to ask either what's his favorite POV or what other era in Targaryen history, like in Fire and Blood, would he be interested in something about not House of the Dragon, but just getting a sense. You could you could quiz him on some crazy tinfoil, like ask him who's Quaith. <laughs> See what his answer is, oh, or uh, who's who's Septolamore? Do you have a, who? What's your favorite theory on who that character? Really yeah, is? I, I did consider the idea of like well, it would be kind of fun to ask him about theories or mm. ask him that but i don't want to get down that rabbit hole i i want to cultivate a good relationship and not turn him off i think you'd enjoy uh, that and maybe he would maybe, maybe he's asking like rapid fire like i have like five theories here um yeah five fan theory well okay so that's maybe too many maybe you pick like two or three you know. really obvious ones and then yeah. be like just go and down like and, one... and like what's your opinion on these yeah, yeah, something like that might be interesting for sure. So yeah, this, we had to decide now. We were waiting to finish our question document until after we watched episode two because we figured yeah. we'd have some questions based on episode two. It's a short 30-minute um, interview, so we won't have time for much. Like he, We might ask him about canon stuff, and he goes off for 15 minutes, and then we get two questions in. I don't know. He looks pretty tired in his interview these days. I bet he's going to be quick. <laughs> yeah, I hope he gives some nice, succinct, concise answers. Absolutely. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I think we're probably about good here. We got to get some sleep tonight. Um, is there anything yeah. else you want to talk about before we get out of here for episode two? Anything we didn't um, cover? No, I think we covered everything. I'll say Lena is the most pure little snowflake and she can do no wrong. Even when she's riding, if any sort of dragon, even no matter if she kills someone, Lena can do no wrong. I don't even think she record. kills anybody. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Lena apologist. I don't think she does either, but I don't know what they'll do in House of the Dragon. I don't know a scenario where that would happen, but I've, um, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think that this, that's going to cross over in time enough. Like mm. Lenor, yeah, maybe, but I, I which is that's a question. I think maybe we'll see Lenor riding sea smoke in stepstones. Like, well, like maybe Mayleys. that. I, yeah, Melees, we'll see Melees. So yeah, the dragons we'll see coming up. We'll see Melees and Caraxes at the Stepstones for sure. And maybe Laenor and Sea Smoke. But I don't know how, mm. if they want their their young son. I, I don't know what they're going to do with that. But if, if he was a little older, maybe for sure. But he's pretty, like, he looks like he's like 14 or whatever. Maybe 13. Mm. I think they change actresses pretty quick with Lena because we have the wedding feast coming up. Yeah, the one that they yeah. uh, the the one going down the stairs and the 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 crazy big one with Damon on the yeah. on the dais. Actually, that's after uh, Lionel Strong's hand of the king by then. So that's gonna be coming pretty quick. Probably next episode or two, we'll probably see the mm -hmm. wedding sequence because Damon shows mm -hmm. up with his short hair, and we know that Damon has his short hair because of the crown. That's that's really mm -hmm. funny that he cut his hair to look better with his crown. Yeah, yeah. Or totally. did Crab Feeder do it with his pincers? <laughs> I think we've reached the silly point of the night, so yeah. I think it's probably about good. I think we reached that point when we put the hat on and I put a Pikachu on my head. Um, yeah, this was a different stream. 
very different <laughs> from the one we did the other day on your channel. This is kind of what ah, I'm like. Um, that was fun. So, that was nice. Actually, I want you to go ahead and uh, pimp out all your good stuff. What do you got coming all up? All right. Well, after we finish this, I have to go right into editing. the. We were doing, for History of Westeros, we're doing short, under 10-minute synopsis videos for each episode that I put pictures, visuals on screen for, and Aziz narrates. And so that should be up on your feeds tomorrow afternoon, assuming I get through the edit promptly, maybe sooner. We'll see. Um, so I have that edit to do. Ooh, the lights just changed in here because it's 1230. All of a sudden, I, at twelve thirty, I have the lights changed to rainbow colored. So that's what that's what just happened in this room. Why it changed color? Um, what? Why? Yeah, I have, Why I, I rainbow? Have, because well, it's kind of like just to like separate. Like it's gonna be like, hey, look, it's 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 after midnight. Like maybe rainbow segue time, into a of different. Course. Yeah, it's rainbow time. I have also it also turns green at four eighteen every afternoon and every morning. So you can remember to smoke dank weed. Yeah, that is why. Um, but no, this is just to tell me, like, hey, chill out. I also have one that turns brown at 2 a.m. when it's time to take out the trash. <laughs> what is your life? <laughs> Full of colored lights, I mood lighting. So. Sorry, um, keep going. Sorry. But anyways, I have, we have our synopsis video coming out tomorrow afternoon. But we also are doing streams every Monday at 6 p.m., which are spoiler-free for all of y'all who are not familiar with Fire and Blood. They are safe. Then we do Saturday streams at 3 p.m. Eastern that are spoilery. Our most recent episode had Joe Magician right here. Um, and our next, we'll have some good guests throughout the season each week. So we have Worst Mondays guests. at... Worse. Yeah. Worst guess. We have so anyways, Mondays at six PM, Saturdays at three PM, you can find us. And you can keep an eye out for the Ryan Condal interview. That'll be probably out on Tuesday or something like that. And definitely go watch the Germ one because oh. that was a great interview, a lot of good information there. Ashea went viral for tweeting about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I did get uh I did you know, I really was being driven crazy by any misconceptions coming out of the interview that I did. That was just like, I, I didn't really want to talk about canon stuff because I kind of feel like George does. We're making this shit up. Who who cares about getting too bogged down in that? But like, I I saw people that said that George said it was all one canon, like period. Like the shows and the books are one canon. I was like, no, no, no. You that guys, like the dumb kind of thing said. I would say. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not right. It's not right. Anyways. Um, well, a lot yeah. of good stuff in that interview. You and, you and Aziz did great. Um also, some really interesting stuff. We talked about the fire mages stuff that comes up with genetics. Um, George's approach to parallel lives and his influences. Spoiler alert. We can just go ahead and delete all of our content talking about how George is referencing specific things. All right. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that was, I, I know there's a lot of, like, some things that were more lore-centric that people thought were more interesting, but I thought it was very surprising to hear that it was, I thought he would say that it was sometimes consciously that he does parallel lives. I thought he would, you know, be like, every once in a while, but mostly, but no, he was just like, no, not consciously at all. Absolutely uh, not. He's, yeah, he's just a genius that's able to weave things together so seamlessly without doing it nearly as planned as you might think like he just kind of puts good. together and it works it's just yeah impressive i think it's a good thing I'm... that people find connections but you know they don't have to be canon to be true that's one of the things i've always banged on about it's like it's okay to like live it by the death of the author like you can get things out of it that are not literally true he has important yeah. things to say but you know what guys you're important too 
Yeah. There we go. Um, uh, is that the end of all the stuff you have coming up? Yeah, it sure is. Okay. It sure is. For me, I got the three videos I put out the last couple of weeks. The Aegon's Dream one, Viserys' Dream one, because all I do is talk about dreams these days. And then defending Aegon okay. and the Targaryens not doing anything. Um, you can check those out in uh, in my content feed, I guess. Actually, if any of the mods, if you guys could quickly grab the links to those and put them in there. I also, uh, I'm doing a more, I'm doing shorts. I did one uh, today mm -hmm. about what dragons smell like, because... This is the kind of content I make these days, apparently. Also, <laughs> um, the, the what are the ball things, the marbles we talked about. Um, I thought it was really funny that it was like a very simple thing and people were like going crazy. Like, oh, it means this thing and it's referencing that. And they're like, no, we just thought it was a cool idea. You just put a marble in a saucer. <laughs> answers are usually, uh, well, what is it? The something strange, uh, reality strange. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Reality is usually pretty boring. <laughs> For yeah. these kind of creative decisions. Um, I'll have videos coming out this week. Uh, I didn't do a review because I didn't feel like it. Maybe I'll do one this week. Um, but I'm sure I will find something that we talked about probably tonight and probably expand it into a full video. I made a thing about Balerion. That was kind of interesting. Um, I'm also planning to do a, a dragon Pokedex. Oh, cool. Because I fun. need to know them and I don't. So I'm going to make a video about it so that I freaking learn them cat yeah nice oh yeah there's a cat oh the cat tail he's passing come back no, 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 come back come oh, back show the cat lost him. i know come here buddy unbelievable um come so here. we'll i'll be doing that and while ashaya wrangles there's a cat there he is i might have lost the camera because of that but no he was fine i was there he is little nova this time Oh, you know, he doesn't want to stay on camera. He's not. They're not as well behaved as Sean's cats. When no, we apparently have on stream. not. He just like cradles them. No, Nova says no. Oh, bye. All right. We'll see you later. See I guess ya. he didn't want attention. No, he did. Um, Shedding all over me. Yeah. So that stuff will be coming. Maybe a review. Um, other people do better reviews than I do. And this kind of is a review anyway. So like, I feel like we covered it pretty well. Um, I guess yeah, I know it helped. Helped me crystallize the stuff that I want to have in our synopsis and that I want to put in our review stream tomorrow. Um, so it's good for me. Doing favors to everybody. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, you know, that, that's what it's about. It's a it's a collaborative fandom. We all learn from each mm -hmm. other. Especially mm -hmm. from me. Because <laughs> this is my week of jubilee. <laughs> it's so right about everything. It's actually weird. Your week of jubilee. It's weird it's, to... It's called Jubilee, actually. Jubilee. There you go. The week <laughs> of Jubilee. A lot of my content doesn't get believed, believed by a lot of people. Uh, it's mostly considered pretty tinfoily. Uh, that's what we were talking about the other day on stream, where it's like, you guys have a high bar. So do a lot of people. So, like, my tinfoily takes aren't often... I don't even expect them to turn out correct. That they are is a weird feeling. I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. I was right. Cool. Well, anyway, um, so Shay is going to go edit. I'm going to try and get my voice back. I'm going to answer oh. my thousand Twitter messages because I was shitposting before we went live. And I will see you guys later.